Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag three, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? She won the 500 freestyle. Thomas wins the NCAA championship. Making history as the first transgender athlete to win a Division I national championship. Do you think it should come down to a choice between your sport or your gender identity? No. I don't want other trans people to face that choice. Being trans is not a choice. I didn't have any other choice. I knew there would be scrutiny against me. I did not expect it would reach quite the level that it did. First of all, there's a lot of factors that go into a race. The biggest change is that I'm happy. You can't go halfway and be like, I support trans women and trans people, but only only to a certain point. Trans women competing in women's sports does not threaten women's sports as a whole. I doubt it. You are fake news. She's the most hideous. Well, she's a guy, so... Very fake news. That ain't no woman. It's a man, man. Let's go, Brandon. What a stupid son of a bitch. All right, America... Go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. Yeah, five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Thank you. And most importantly, happy Pride Month. I warned last Sunday that we should all be prepared. and For the I gay th- wars? Well... <laughs> I suppose, yeah. It's it's uh, maybe not Pride Month anymore. It's just uh, prep prep for the Gay War Month, I suppose. I'm actually a little bit surprised by the scale. Of course, the U.S. military is in on the rainbowification. Leah Thomas gave a very deep voiced interview, and a gay bar in Dallas openly hosted an event called "Drag Your Kids to Pride" over the weekend. Drag, of course, referring to men in women's clothes, but many children, I'm sure, were physically dragged, nonetheless. Uh, Lori Lightfoot did tell us the gay war is coming. I'm not sure that she's wrong. I don't see a lot of other ways out of the uh, situation we are being presented with. And if the gay war is coming, uh, Joe Biden wants you to be less prepared for it, announcing a major push for gun control on Thursday night. We'll go through that case. Uh, it's little more than a, another smokescreen to cover for his uh, ongoing, seemingly intentional Economic disaster, of course. <laughs> Plus, we have, I don't know, is it four hoax hate stories for you tonight? I think it's maybe two and two others that are related and just hilarious. But 
Uh, I love this story about a guy named Gay who says he's gay, but isn't. And the author writing about him won't call him a homosexual because that's a slur. Please call Gay Gay, even though he isn't gay. I'll explain. It's going to be really funny when they take faggot back. Like, well, don't I, call us homosexuals. Call us faggots. <laughs> We're running out of words. I don't... <laughs> We will. If it sounds confusing, I'll explain. I'm not sure even I understand, but I think I got it right. And the guy (laughs) running against Rand Paul in Kentucky for Senate puts out his first political ad of the general election. He's wearing a noose, Jesse Smollett style. We'll we'll get to that. And before we get out of here, tonight's movie review is RoboCop. So stick around. And of course, we will catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good. Low down money grabbers. We'll get to as many as we can before. 1130 p.m. Eastern time. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's Matt We have the show store up over there. If I can get that up. There we go. We have the uh, show store up and running on the website. Of course, we have shirts. We have hats. We have mugs. We have it all. Plus, uh, we have great offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Western Razor Company. Everyone knows how many options there are out there for shaving products, but they all seem like they come with huge compromises. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well, not anymore. I'm talking about the new high noon safety razor from Western Razor. Not only is it made in America, not only, uh, but I should say, but it uses widely available double-edged razor blades that only cost pennies each safety razors were used by just about every man in america back in the 50s and the 60s until the big razor companies figured out they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions but the safety razor has always been the superior method made out of 100 metal in the usa western razors high noon razor is a fantastic way to buy american and actually save money get one today you can get 10 percent off your entire order from western razor using promo code matt 10 that's 10 percent off western razors with promo code matt 10 you can find everything you need from western razor plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like hero soap company phoenix ammunition sonoran defense technologies and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals deals for listeners by listeners quick update uh or quick uh mention before we get into the news uh happy birthday emmeline your yes. beloved daughter is now two years old. I do love her a lot. Um, <clears throat> more than any other kid on earth, in fact. Hmm. But I do love our audience. This is how much I love our audience. I left her birthday party early to do the show. I was like, thanks for coming. I have to go. Grandma and grandpa will stay with you. Um, but that was my fault because I accidentally planned it on a Sunday when really I meant to plan it on a Saturday. And then I sent out all the invites and then I was like, fuck. No. She had a good time. She hit a pinata. She popped a bunch of balloons. She blew some bubbles. She ate some cake. She's a happy girl. Two years. Can you believe it? I know. Time flies. Well, uh, I also want to give an update on the huge success that was the first Bible study uh, session last night. I described it in detail last week, so I'm not going to go over all the details again. Other than to say that several dozen people were there, which was great. And if you'd like to participate in the Bible study but can't do it uh, at the Saturday night time, we go at 8 uh, p.m. Eastern on Saturday nights, or you just want to participate passively on your own schedule, 
the other announcement I have for everybody to know, Robert, the study leader, is making a blog post each week with the week's lesson, and we're going to put an audio recording of the week's uh, session in each blog post. So you can listen back to it at your own convenience if you like. Good. But if you'd like uh, all the information on the Bible study, you can see the link on the homepage of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. Look for the Bible study thumbnail. And thanks to everyone who joined for making it a big success. Now, another thing I want to say before we get going, uh, I have always hated and shied away from pushing subscriptions and financial support for the show. You mean shilling hard? I, I do hate shilling. Uh, Dude, at, we got to do it. At we least, have to do it. At least anything very frequent. Um, and for a couple of reasons. Number one, I've always operated under the philosophy that the show and my channel should speak for itself. You make a good product. People will want to support it. They'll be persuaded by their enjoyment of it. They don't need a constant push for money. And that has uh, gotten me this far. That's gotten me plenty far. So I, I don't intend to deviate from that approach uh, going forward. And I always want the show to be content focused, not a cash grab at every opportunity. That said, there are... <laughs> financial realities i know and of course i, I mean, don't we are down like 30 percent in income since people stopped getting government money i think yeah i don't uh I, and that's the thing i want to emphasize i don't just mean financial realities for us i mean financial realities for the for families the audience, of people yeah. who support the show and of course right. no matter what what joe and uh jen Saki, diversity hire jen Saki say the economy is not crushing and it's a tough and uncertain time for everybody out there. And I get that. But what that means is exactly what you said, that we have seen a significant drop in subscription support through the year. And, and of course, I completely understand why. When budgets tighten, luxuries get cut. I have a family to support too. Uh, supporting YouTubers is obviously and understandably not a priority if you're faced with tighter budgets and bigger yeah. bills. Yeah. But to keep the show afloat, I am making an appeal to you guys in the audience. If you enjoy the show, if you would be bummed if it went away, please consider supporting the show for as little as a buck a month. Uh, MattChristensenMedia.com slash support. If everybody who listens to the show did that, not only would our show and our families be secure, but we could hire a bunch of help and expand right. and improve. So to be clear... I'm going to keep doing my channel in this show until the wheels actually fall off. They haven't. They're not about to. But as it gets tougher for everybody, the trajectory starts to go a little bit sideways. So I just want to do my channel in this show uh, with all of my professional energy. But first and foremost, my job is to take care of my family. And my intent is to do both. But if I have to pick one one day, you know, that we know how that decision is, is going to go. Do you so, remember when Stefan Molyneux famously like yelled at somebody for giving him two dollars? <laughs> I don't. I don't so think. Why I ever did you saw even that. bother giving me? It, 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 people were really mad about it because they, it they should be. I mean, ungrateful. But I was. I was just thinking that the the best thing that would be possible for us is if everybody that listens gave us like a dollar. It would be so much stability. It'd be so well diversified, and there's immense Susan security. Would be taking a huge cut, yeah, and and yeah, and it, and and if you're the sort of person who wants to move away from Susan, of course, uh, that's one way to do it. And, and of course, I want to emphasize, I'm so thankful, and we are both so thankful to everybody who's brought us this far, and uh, those who yeah. continue to support through these tougher times. If you if you enjoy the show, and if you miss it, if it was gone. And if you have a dollar a month to keep us operational, please do that. MattChristensenMedia.com slash support. 
We have support options through the website uh, or third-party options like Subscribestar and PayPal as well. And we are most grateful for people who choose to do that, people who have been doing that for a long time. And the rest of the audience is grateful for keeping the operation running Totally. And it's not just the financial aspect. Right before we started the show, we were just talking about how our lives would be different without the show and without our YouTube channels. And I just had a birthday party for Emmeline and like Red Ice was there and Vincent James was there and somebody recognized me from the podcast. It's like we built lives around this show. Totally. It's not like you, we're extracting money from the audience. No, it's you, like our everything in our life is surrounded. It, in addition to affording me and us the opportunity to do this every week and the, the rest of the work I do independently, this audience has changed my life. This audience is totally. responsible for my wife. It's responsible for my son. It's responsible for literally everything I have. And so I make this ask yeah. uh, with humble appreciation. Not uh, The reason I hate shilling is because I think it makes for a crappy product. You know, I, that that's why I bring it up now is because I want to preserve the product. So that that's enough for me. I will shut the hell up about that for a while because I've already said more than enough on that. And like I said, I want to make a show that's focused on the content. So let's let's get to that. So let's talk about all these shootings. eh? There are plenty of shootings to discuss. Uh, last week, we we're all baffled uh, and getting a little tinfoily for a couple uh, about a couple pieces of the information in the story of the Uvalde shooting, specifically how and why a teacher apparently opened a door and left the door open after calling 911 on the shooter outside and the police saying they thought it was a barricaded suspect and not an active shooter even while kids inside the classroom were calling 911 repeatedly begging for help. So on the door, we have new information. Now they're saying that the teacher did try to close it, but it didn't lock. The teacher had propped open the door with a rock, then removed the rock and closed the door when she realized there was a shooter on campus. That makes more sense. It does make sense. They're not saying how the, why the door didn't lock when it closed. So maybe it was insufficient force enclosure, Maybe it was a broken lock, no confirmation. But I suppose that's less tinfoily than leave, intentionally leaving the door open, yeah. which is what it sounded like last week. And then on the 911 calls, recall it was the Uvalde School District Police Chief Pete Arredondo who reportedly made the call to delay the attempt at breaching the door to get the shooter, even after a tactical team with ballistic shields was ready to go. Based on the mistaken belief, as we mentioned, that it was a barricaded subject and not an active shooter. Well, this week, a Texas state senator said during a press conference that those 911 calls were never communicated to Arredondo, the chief in command of the whole operation. Really? uh, Gutierrez says the calls were being communicated to an unnamed Uvalde police officer. Gutierrez says, quote, there was human error and there was system error. Even if that's the case, though, it's unclear why such crucial information would not then be forwarded to the incident commander, even if it's through a chain rather than direct communication. But um, that's what they're going with. And speaking of Oradondo, the guy who was in charge, uh, Texas Department of Public Safety this week accused him of not cooperating with the investigation. They said they were having trouble setting up a follow up conversation with him. A DPS spokesman said late Tuesday that Arredondo at the time, quote, had yet to respond to the Rangers request for a follow up interview that was made a couple days ago. Arredondo has disputed that characterization, telling a reporter that he has been in regular contact. Police officers are standing guard outside of his home. He has declined to talk to media and he has canceled previously scheduled appearances at the mm. first school board meeting since the shooting. The board, uh, this one was called specifically in response to the shooting. The school board took no action regarding Arredondo and Arredondo did not attend the meeting. 
Arredondo was also elected to city council before the shooting. He was sworn into office last week in a secret ceremony. Ooh, you know, this so. isn't screaming um, tinfoil hattery to me anymore, like false flag tinfoil hattery, but it does have flavors of Parkland. There's a lot of uh, incompetence and potential cover up for the incompetence, maybe. That's may- maybe a better explanation than some sort of intentional conspiracy. Whatever happened with the security guard from Parkland? Didn't he get convicted of something? I thought that's the way that went, but I can't remember. But I remember being wildly dissatisfied with the mm. outcome. That's I have to all check back. We'll have to circle mm. back, Jen. Well, we'll see what, what happens, but probably public um, outrage about this will die down and then they'll do some, you know, under the table thing yeah. and he'll get some kind of misdemeanor that nobody will care about. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we discussed the trial of Michael Sussman, this being the only prosecution so far from the Durham investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia collusion claims. Recall the headline was that former Hillary campaign manager Robbie Mook said that Hillary personally signed off on the effort to give media false information about a supposed link between the Trump organization and a Russian bank. Robbie Mook is supposedly alive. He tweeted proof of life, allegedly participating in a veterans charity run on May 22nd. That's what we're supposed to believe. It looks like that revelation is probably the most significant thing we'll get out of the Sussman. It definitely is out of the Sussman trial, at least, if not the Durham uh, investigation as a whole because this week michael sussman was uh not at all shockingly acquitted by a dc jury recall sussman was charged with lying to the fbi for saying that he was acting only as himself and not on behalf of any campaign or political interest when he met with the fbi general counsel in september 2016 to push that false story and you might wonder well hey wasn't sussman a lawyer for the hillary campaign and wasn't sussman paid by the hillary campaign and wasn't there a text message from Sussman to the FBI general counsel saying he was uh, he wasn't working for the Hillary campaign, even though he he was being paid by the Hillary campaign at the time and the information he was bringing originated from within the Hillary campaign? Yes, all of those things are correct. But what what don't those things explain or what can't they overcome a D.C. jury? As <laughs> legal analyst Jonathan Turley explained prior to the verdict. Uh, you might as well have taken the jury straight from the DNC. Yeah. The problem for Durham is the jury and the judge. I mean, he is facing a jury that has three Clinton donors, an AOC donor, and a woman whose daughter is on the same sports team with Sussman's daughter. I mean, the exception <laughs> of randomly selecting people out of the DNC headquarters, you could not come up with a worse jury. <laughs> so... Indeed, what a joke. This country is such a joke. One of those jurors is speaking anonymously, anonymously with media. She says, quote, there are bigger things that affect the nation than a possible lie to the FBI. Well, number one, it wasn't possible. It was provably by text message. Number two, if I steal 10 grand from my neighbor, there were bigger issues facing the country. It doesn't mean I didn't right. commit a crime or shouldn't be prosecuted. Sussman was charged with a very specific crime. Not the most important crime facing the country. It doesn't matter, right? Uh, and I don't doubt that there, you know, there may have been corrupt forces in play here. But in fairness, I don't know how you pull a jury from D.C. that isn't massively Democrat anyway. In 2016, Hillary won D.C. with 91 percent of the vote. I like those odds for a jury pool. Yeah. So maybe the answer is we just don't host these trials in D.C., but they're never going to go for that. Then you have all sorts of constitutional complications because you're entitled to a jury of your peers from, you know, your own the the place where that's the place where you live. Yeah. Speaking of lesser crimes or non-existent crimes. uh, Yes. Peter Navarro. 
So a federal grand jury indicted former Trump White House advisor Peter Navarro for contempt of Congress after he just straight up refused to cooperate in the House January 6th committee investigation. They were trying to do a, um, a document poll um, and he was like, I'm not giving you shit. And then uh, they subpoenaed him before House investigators and he's like, I'm not going to that. <laughs> and so they did arrest him at an airport. They did not allow him. So it was a public thing. They did not allow him to make a phone call. Um, this reminds me of what they did to uh, Roger Stone. Hmm. It was like an excessive show of force. They probably called CNN. And they're like, hey, come check this out. Um, he faces two contempt of court counts. One for his failure to produce documents demanded by the committee and the other for failing to show up for subpoena testimony. And he's going to represent himself without a lawyer. Oh, interesting. Contempt of Congress, right? Not necessarily yeah. the court. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Is um, that what I said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is the same thing they got. Uh, they're going after Steve Bannon for, right? Right. Although I don't remember the outcome of that. I think I it's think still pending. People, but they're going to do I'm time. Mistaken. I think they're going to do hard time for <laughs> more this. time than michael sussman that's a guarantee. yeah yeah well, crimes it's like this isn't even a crime there was uh another white supremacist mass shooting or at least that's that was originally claimed in uh, tulsa but we had kind of corresponding events there was a shooting at a tulsa hospital and a stabbing at an la hospital what are the details yes i mean it sounds like both the people were crazy but for the shooting five dead including the shooter uh, who died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound and this was the St. Francis Hospital campus in Tulsa. So this guy, Michael Lewis, who has crazy eyes. He's a black guy. I don't know if you have the picture pulled up. But like I have the uh, big crazy eyes. Uh, well on display. Yeah. Um, he got a, I think, a spinal fusion surgery. It was probably unnecessary like most back surgeries are. And then he blamed the doctor for his continuing pain, which leads me to believe that he was an opiate addict, right? Don't know. But I suppose that's a fair uh, inference. So he called the clinic repeatedly complaining of pain. And then he specifically targeted the doctor who performed the surgery. So he killed the doctor, the receptionist, another doctor, and then a patient. And then he killed himself. Gee. And the patient has no connection. Just no, was like just, wrong place, wrong was time. There, wrong place, wrong okay. time. Or it might've even been a family member of another patient. It just said yeah. visitor. Um, so I don't know how people could possibly be calling this a white supremacist <laughs> shooting because it was a black on black standard black on black crime. Oh, that's right. Yeah, actually, uh, the doctor was black too. He was. Yeah, I did see that. I saw um, some some uh, an article or two about him. Uh, but yes, a New York State Assemblywoman. I'm going to try here. R Rodney's Bishat. Her uh, Hermelin. Are, are you joking right now? <laughs> That's the name of this New York State Assembly member for Brooklyn. She says, uh, we can't Rodney's? even process. Rodney's, yeah. Was her dad named Rodney and that's how this happened? And maybe her mom is Denise? Maybe. <laughs> uh, we can't even process one mass shooting before the next occurs. Today's atrocity in Tulsa happens on the 101st anniversary of the Tulsa Black Wall Street massacre, as though that has anything to do with this. White supremacy is clearly a factor, Joe Biden. Okay. Well, uh, that tweet remains up and no clarification since the shooter has been identified from Rod Rodney's. Uh, what happened and in this L.A.? This is because of George Floyd somehow. It must be. It's uh, yeah, it's like roughly the two year anniversary. He, Yeah, this was a hospital stabbing. All right. So this man accused of stabbing a doctor and two staff nurses inside Encino 
hospital medical care. This was on Friday. Um, the LA Police Department said he acted like he was a patient. And then after a four-hour-long standoff, he was taken into custody. Um, his name, 35 years old, Ashkan Amir Soleimani. White supremacist also. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a white supremacist. Um, and they already knew who he was. He had several priors and run-ins with police. He was arrested twice in the past for assaulting police officers. He was most recently arrested last year. And they were like bad arrests, battery on a police officer resisting arrest. Um, and then the LAPD said it doesn't appear he targeted anyone in particular. So this might be a mental hmm. health thing. Well, I saw a lot of people on Twitter comparing these events and saying, see, the difference is the gun. In one case, multiple people are dead. In the other, everyone lived. And they say, why? Because one guy had a knife instead of a gun. Now, granted, guns are are more efficient uh, killing tools. I, I'm not disputing that. However, how was this knife man stopped? He was stopped with a SWAT team. And the question is, if the knife man comes for you, what is your preference? Is your preference to shoot him or have a knife fight? The point is, uh, regardless of the lethal threat that comes for you, firearms are your most efficient defense indisputably. And um, even if you outsource that defense to, to someone else, the person who ends the event is still going to be someone with a gun, which as was the case here. Uh, there was also uh, a mass shooting in heavily gun controlled Philadelphia, three dead, 11 injured when uh, several active, several active shooters. That's uh coded language. You can infer something from that. Several active shooters opened fire in an entertainment district. Two handguns were covered at the scene. The police chief says at least five different guns were used. Uh, apparently this began as a physical altercation between two men that escalated. And since it's handguns and almost assuredly gang violence in a place with strict gun control, this is not news. You will hear none of it. Last quick item before we talk about Joe's gun control plan. The trial, uh, of course, has been going on for nearly two months. It's, it's finally over. Actor Johnny Depp has won a defamation lawsuit against his ex-wife actress Amber Heard after Heard published an op-ed in the Washington Post in 2018, implicitly accusing Depp of domestic violence and abuse, though the op-ed did not name Depp, but the jury had determined the claims in the op-ed were false and awarded roughly $10.4 million to Depp after a smaller uh, award to Heard in her countersuit about some of Depp's lawyer's prior statements. Now, full disclosure, I didn't pay full attention to this trial. Did you watch it in detail? No. I mean, I know people were enraptured with it, but I was like, I just uh, I don't really give a shit. I mean, it hmm. was a victory for men's rights in a way, but people have also forgotten that Johnny Depp is like a deeply flawed individual he did well. talk about assassinating trump or something like that I, I remember yeah yeah he has major substance abuse problems and um she's a psycho feminist succubus bitch but um they both are like ho crazy hollywood elites and so they I were really made like, for each other it seems it's a shame it like didn't you guys out. you guys want to destroy each other's lives like <laughs> Go so for it. I don't care. I can't pretend to have a complete knowledge of everything that was uh, all the evidence and everything that was introduced at the trial. But the general summary is this Amber Heard accused Johnny Depp of abusing her. That accusation more or less ruined Johnny Depp's acting career. 
And not only could Amber Heard and her legal team not substantiate the abuse allegations, but there was evidence to the contrary that she actually abused Depp. And so the jury found that Amber Heard made the accusations against Depp with actual malice, the legal standard for defamation against a public figure like Depp. Uh, Heard has not spoken publicly since the jury's verdict. I think she might have tweeted, but not uh, spoken in detail. Her lawyer, Elaine uh, Bredehoff, I think is how you say her name, did an interview on the Today Show this week saying this is the result of an attack uh, or this result of the of the of the trial rather is an attack on all women. Amber Heard has been demonized by social media and uh, Amber Heard is broke. She's not going to be able to pay Johnny Depp what the jury has awarded him. One of the first things she said is, I am so sorry to all those women out there. This is a setback for all women in and outside the courtroom. You argued in your in your closing arguments that if they found even one instance of abuse and it did not even have to be physical abuse, that they would have to find for Amber Heard. And they didn't. You know, and that's because she was demonized here. A number of things were allowed in this court that should not have been allowed. Social media was a part of this. And it was incredibly lopsided and vitriolic against Amber Heard. Do you think that had an effect on the case? Absolutely. Do you think they did see it? How can you not? They went home every night. They have families. The families are on social media. It really, really was lopsided. And I appreciate your saying that. It's like the Roman Colosseum, you know, how they viewed this whole case. Is she able to pay a $10.4 million judgment? Oh, no, absolutely not. Mm. Okay. Well, people on social media hate you because you're unlikable. Maybe if you had presented better evidence, the social media hatred would have been toned down. Right. You know, uh, yeah. definitely not a setback for all women. It's a setback for lying, abusive women, as it should be. But um, but uh, as far as Amber's non-payment, the speculation is the two parties lawyers will negotiate since Depp has said he's not looking to punish Amber, just clear his name. If Depp's team seeks to enforce the judgment, that will begin a separate legal process in court, uh, potentially attaching property or setting up other ways for payment. Amber Heard's legal team also says she will appeal. Just a couple of implications. Maybe these are too rosy. You tell me, but I think there's some broad view takeaways. Um, first of all, defamation liability is still a possible thing under the right circumstances. We talk about yeah. this frequently because it's of just so hard to do. It's so yeah, hard to do. It's especially if you're a public figure like Johnny Depp, that the legal standard here is you, it's not just demonstrating that Amber Heard made false claims because he's a public figure. You need actual malice as in Amber Heard knew it was a lie and pushed it anyway with the intent to damage Depp effectively. And you have to prove in a quantifiable way that it did damage your ability yeah. to work in in your given industry, so, which is a hard, really hard thing to do. This shows that it is still a meetable bar. It's not impossible, yeah. which is something as, as far as First Amendment law goes and what the appropriate limitations ought to be on your free speech rights. This is an interesting case study in that. And then I think it's fair to ask, too, is this is this the end or at least significant damage to the believe all women trend or the Me Too trend? It's not damaging to all women. It's it's damaging to liars. And I just hope that the public will finally go back to presuming innocence rather than guilt. Maybe that's too optimistic, right. but yeah. maybe I mean, whenever you when we hear an insane claim in the future that's unsubstantiated Brett Kavanaugh style, at least this is another data point to go back on and say, maybe we shouldn't immediately crucify this person because there are such things as false allegations for with a variety of intense motives. Yeah, all, yeah. all that stuff. So. 
maybe there will be good to come of this. But uh, I don't know. Probably not. They'll just go right back to believe all women, I'm sure, by well, within a, a week or two's time. Well, let's get to uh, the gun stuff, because, of course, after Buffalo and Uvalde, the push for gun control is officially on. Biden gave a primetime speech on Thursday night, calling on Congress to take action on a series of priorities, including a renewed federal assault weapons ban. Failing that, a federal ban on assault weapons purchases for those under 21, a ban on so-called high capacity magazines expanded background checks, expanded red flag laws, and a repeal of what he calls legal immunity for gun manufacturers, by which he means simply the protection that gun manufacturers uh, can't be sued for misuse by a killer. So if a drunk driver runs you over, you can't sue Ford either. But Biden in this context wants to make Ford responsible, metaphorically speaking, if Ford was the firearms manufacturer. Anyway, Uh, Here's Biden saying that he uh, respects the rights of Americans and it's not about vilifying gum owners. He respects everyone, whether you chew Trident or Orbit. (laughs) This is not about taking away anyone's guns. It's about not about vilifying gun owners. I respect the culture and the tradition and the concerns of lawful gun owners. At the same time, The Second Amendment, like all other rights, is not absolute. It was Justice Scalia who wrote, and I quote, like most rights, the rights granted by the Second Amendment are not unlimited. It never has been. We need to ban assault weapons in high-capacity magazines. And if we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase them from 18 to 21. Strengthen background checks, enact safe storage law and red flag laws, repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability, address the mental health crisis. I know how hard it is, but I'll never give up. And if Congress fails, I believe this time a majority of the American people won't give up either. I believe the majority of you will act to turn your outrage into making this issue central to your vote. Enough, enough, enough. Okay. Uh, Plenty of uh, untruths there. First of all, you don't respect the uh, tradition of gun ownership if you want to ban the most commonly owned rifle in the country. That's an estimated 20 million just AR style rifles out there already, let alone the rest of what he considers to be assault weapons. You also don't respect the tradition of gun ownership if you think that some people, in this case young adults, should be limited in the exercise of their rights. Now, this claim that the Second Amendment is not absolute and that we've always had limitations and Scalia's opinion in Heller confirms these positions. These are all incorrect. So, um, first of all, we uh, we have uh, we haven't always had limitations Um, federally. The first uh, gun laws were passed in 1934. uh, The first federal gun law being the, the National Firearms Act. Uh, requiring special registration and a tax for machine guns, uh, short-barreled rifles, and other restricted items. Prior to that, Americans could mail order fully automatic Thompson submachine guns if they, if they wanted Those to. Those were the days. A Tommy gun in the mail, no questions asked. You could uh, commit <laughs> quite the school shooting with that. So why yeah, weren't really. there? Why weren't school shootings this huge problem then? Well, well, what changed? Um, in fact, he says there's. It's never been unlimited. In fact, since the ratification of the Constitution in 1791, during most of our country's history, there were no federal gun laws. There it was 143 years from ratification to uh, 1934, the National Firearms Act, that we had no federal firearms regulation. Right. We've only had federal gun laws on the books for 88 years since. <laughs> So when he says never, in fact, you mean 
most of the country's history. Okay. Um, his, uh, his reference to, uh, to Scalia's uh, opinion in Heller. Now, the Heller case is a 2008 decision in which the court overturned Washington, D.C.'s handgun ban, holding that the Second Amendment protects an individual right to bear arms unconnected to militia service. Now, Biden is right that Scalia wrote that there are legitimate limitations on the Second Amendment, including what types of weapons can be owned and how they can be carried and potential disqualifications, like if you're a criminal or a crazy person. But what Biden doesn't explain is how that determination of what weapons are protected by the Second Amendment is made. Heller makes reference to a prior decision called Miller, which says the weapons that are protected by the Second Amendment are those, quote, in common use, as in those that Americans commonly choose for lawful purposes, such as self-defense. <coughs> Excuse me, the uh, corona is back. Oh, so no. In, in plain language, the Heller decision protects the right to AR-15 ownership, because that rifle is in common use for lawful purposes. In right. fact, yeah. it's the most commonly owned rifle in the country. Scalia's opinion does not say, well, the government can restrict whatever weapons it wants. Scalia explains the rules for those restrictions. And in fact, those rules protect the AR-15, at least in the sane reading of <clears throat> Scalia's opinion, which is, of course, not how Biden is reading it. Also in uh, the speech, <clears throat> excuse me one second. Cough it out. <sighs> Just when I thought I'd kicked it. <laughs> Please give us a dollar a month <laughs> to yeah, listen should, to us take turns coughing. We should have inserted a pitch right there. It would have been opportune. Yeah. Okay. Also in the speech, Biden claimed that the, um, the 1994 to 2004 uh, where, hold on. Let me grab the uh, information here. He claimed that the, the assault weapons ban formerly uh, in place from 1994 to 2004. He said that uh, after that went. Uh, after that expired in 2004, mass shootings tripled. Now, I don't know how he's making that uh, claim what? because I don't was know. It how Columbine in like 99. Columbine was during it. But of course, the thing with mass shootings, as I was talking about in my own video earlier this week, it's very definitionally dependent. You can get a lot of different results depending on right. how you define it. So I suspect there's some statistical. Uh, We've talked about this a lot on the show, but if you just started tuning into the show, they count things like uh, gang violence that happened on school grounds, but was totally unrelated. Oh, that's just the school shooting ones. This one is the this one I was talking about is mass shootings, which are also. What do they count for that? Well, it, it depends on how many died, how many were hurt. There's all sorts of different definitions. That's the mm. problem. But you're right about school shootings, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, like two. there's like some gang war that's in the block's vicinity <laughs> of some yeah. urban school and it counts as a school shooting. Well, for mass shooting, does it count if there's gang violence that kills two or more? I think that, well, the definitions I was looking at are four or more. Okay. In any case, the evidence that the assault weapons ban reduced crime is basically non-existent. Factcheck.org fact-checked Biden last year on this claim, and they're being as charitable as possible with reference to a few Justice Department studies on the issue. But it, it, the, their fact-check reads, quote, gun crimes involving assault weapons declined during the assault weapons ban. However, that decline was offset <clears throat> throughout at least the late 1990s by steady or rising use of other guns equipped with so-called high-capacity magazines. Ultimately, the uh, research concluded that it was, quote, premature to make definitive assessments of the ban's impact on gun crime. So you did not see any kind of significant effect on crime as a result of the uh, the assault weapons ban. But he's going to go with that 
uh, repeated uh, lie if you want to be cynical or exaggeration if you want to be charitable. Biden also claimed that guns are the um, oh, and here's here's the other thing about that, I should say, before I move on. Um, we're also talking about a tiny, tiny fraction, even if I grant his point that we're going to reduce assault weapon murders. Uh, from, from the FBI's most recent crime report, 14,000 murders committed with guns in 2019, 364 were committed with rifles. So surely even a, a smaller portion committed by uh, with quote unquote assault weapons, since assault weapons are a subset of assault of uh, rifles. And the FBI does not uh, separate those out specifically. But we're talking about under three percent of gun murders annually. Even if you erased every murder committed with a so-called assault weapon, that is statistically no change in crime. Yeah. You're not going to make a big difference. Biden also claimed that guns are the number one killer of children in his speech. What he didn't say, though, is that if you look at the CDC data he's referencing, <laughs> here's a definitional. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw in the notes, but if you didn't take it, what do you think the definition of child is? Uh, is it under 18? Close. Children up to age 19. Come is, on. So again, so what it's are, just gang violence. Yeah, are we talking about school shootings like Uvalde or Sandy Hook, or are we talking yeah. about predominantly gang activity, young men shooting other young men? And uh, I hate to tell you, but they're not doing it with assault weapons. They're doing it with handguns. Handguns. Overwhelmingly. Yeah. Maybe you're not persuaded, though. Maybe you think that we should regulate these weapons more strictly, even if they're not statistically the weapon of choice for most killings. Maybe they are a more dangerous weapon of choice. Whatever your reasoning. The trouble with that is there's no reason to believe that they're going to stop there because they won't. Biden spoke with an MSNBC reporter on Monday, and he said there's no rational basis to have nine millimeter rounds because they blow the lungs out of people saying he knows because he once talked to a trauma doctor, uh, trauma doctor who told him. I said, why are they dying? And they showed me a, 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 a x-ray. He said a 22 caliber bullet will lodge in the lung, and we can probably get it out, maybe able to get it and save the life. A 9 millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. So the idea of these high caliber weapons is that there is simply no rational basis for it in terms of about self-protection, hunting. Okay. That audio made me want to kill myself. It's a little rough. I did the best I could. I tried to. Oh, it's not your fault. No, isolate his voice a little bit, but yeah, the uh, the aircraft makes it hard. So to the appeal to. to experts, eh? Yeah, quite the expert. Um, point of fact: the standard AR round is a twenty-two caliber round, just very high velocity. Uh, but if if nine millimeter is a high caliber round with no rational basis. Uh, there is no such thing as a normal caliber round with a rational basis. Nine millimeter is the single most popular self-defense round in the country. Uh, we're talking about the Glock 19, uh, one of the most commonly used guns out there. We're talking about, say, SIG's P320 or the P365, two of the most popularly sold guns in the country. Nine millimeter handguns. Now, Jen, uh, Jen Pablacki clarified that the president does not support a ban on all handguns when she was asked about this, but a ban on nine millimeter ammo would effectively be that what, what use you have a nice, uh, I don't know, polymer and metal club. If you don't have nine millimeter to feed your Glock or to feed your SIG. So yeah. if we start doing away with nine millimeter ammo, because it has no rational basis, 
uh, effectively, you are talking about a handgun ban at that point. And um, even if you think what Biden is saying sounds good, understand he's openly saying that the most common self-defense tools in the country should be off the table. That's not respect for your rights. That's not respect for the Constitution. That's not respect for the case law that he cited, which indeed protects commonly used firearms or firearms in common use. It's not respect for you uh, as an individual with rights. He's talking about making you helpless before an attacker. And just in case you think such things wouldn't be... uh, the next automatic step if they were to succeed in the approach they're taking now uh look north i could i didn't even know how to handle this headline in this video clip from justin trudeau because i thought i he has to be taught like what he's saying can't be correct but it is correct as far as are you serious because i heard it and i was like they didn't do this already you were shocked to believe that canadians were allowed to have handguns yeah, I actually yeah. had no idea. And then this made me realize how little I know about Canadian government. Mm. Um, because the way that he announced this, I was like, was this some kind of executive order? Do they have executive orders in Canada? And I, and I was like, I, I don't know. Fuck all about. The, yeah, about their it government. came off that way to me, too. I, I didn't understand. Yeah. Was he saying this is something that is in effect now or something that will be? But it's legislation that's yeah. sure to pass this fall is is what it um it sounds like. Are we playing a clip for this? I do have the clip of him. Yeah. You want me to play that first? Uh, Let's do that first. I don't repeat anything. Here's Justin Trudeau (laughs) describing a handgun freeze in Canada. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. And we'll require the permanent alteration of long gun magazines so they can never hold more than five rounds. These are actions that doctors, experts, and chiefs of police have been calling for for years. Okay. Oh, the other more appeal to experts. Did you see that? masked muslim lady in the back who's like <laughs> nodding obsequiously it. this Let is see if peak I can... globo homo stuff a bunch of masked people like oh, actual npcs she... oh like... yeah like right side yeah oh yeah they are uh i i just i mean they are legitimately npcs you're right but i remember that the one guy right behind him the bald guy for uh his discussion i think he's like their attorney general basically i remember him from talking <sighs> about freezing people's bank accounts during the uh the trucker thing the uh the honking yeah um okay so so what has changed uh they've increased maximum criminal penalties for owning a gun uh they're providing more resources to law enforcement which is obviously going to be tax funded and people don't really have much of a say about it uh, and this is not a particularly popular thing in canada you hmm. think it would have widespread support it really doesn't um he said permanent alteration of long gun magazines so they can never hold more than five rounds. People will <laughs> find a way to adapt there. Permanent alteration. I bet it's very permanent. I bet you couldn't yeah, just take out the stopper no that's in there since these are just yeah. basic pieces of plastic and metal. I'm sure it's impossible. To, and Stephen Paddock, <laughs> didn't alter. he have some limited round guns that he was just able to um, to re- I don't What's remember what he for? did. I mean, he he got off so many rounds. Did he use belt feed or what did? I don't remember exactly. Did he use belt? He might feed? have. Isn't I mean, there a way? I don't know anything about guns. I sound like like a retard. But isn't there a way to to um to like do it really fast to load the gun really fast? Like there's a device. Uh, no, not necessarily. Like if you just had if you had a standard AR, 
Yeah. You might be able to, you, there's a few things you could do. You could just spend the 30 round mag and reload it. Maybe you have a drum mag that might hold up to a hundred or so rounds. I don't know. Maybe he had that or there's belt fit. When you think of like a machine gun with a long belt of ammunition. Like Rambo. Yeah, sure. There's, okay. there's that as well. But even that runs into um, it's a little bit outside my area of understanding because I don't have any belt fed weaponry. But as far as I understand, belt feeding does not run into issues with magazine restrictions because there's technically no magazine. It's just a, a belt feeding it, even if the belt is feeding a lot of ammo. I might be wrong on that, though. Don't quote me. But surely even a layman could alter these permanently altered guns so that they could. Yes. Take Th- an that's why I laugh at the language of permanent alteration. Yeah, I'm sure the Buffalo shooters uh, weapon was permanently <laughs> altered, too. Guess what he did? He went to Home Depot and got a drill to take that bullshit <laughs> off of it. Yeah, really. And then he was done. Um. And then they've increased the Mounties' capacity to intercept guns coming across the border. So they've doubled the amount this year that they've intercepted from the previous year. And of course, this is also tax funded. Hmm. So basically, they're just being super lame. But I mean, does this really change things that much? How hard was it to get a gun in Canada before? I don't even know. I just I assumed it was very, very difficult. Lauren Southern only, does well, have a as I'll get to it, because Canada imports so many of its handguns. I mean, first of all, like the, the the block on new purchases is going to be hugely consequential regardless of where they're produced. But because I guess Canada imports so many of these, it uh, it does sound like it's going to be awfully difficult. I, I, I'm sure it was more difficult than it needed to be to get a, a handgun yeah. in Canada already. But the restriction that's coming, if I understand correctly, sounds fairly significant. And that's why, as I'll get to in a moment, people are buying them up. People are buying up the handguns in Canada as we speak. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about what we're potentially facing in the U.S. here um, or what we can reasonably expect coming within the next few days and weeks. Recall uh, there was a group of six Republican senators led by Texas Senator John Cornyn as appointed by uh, uh, the Republican leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, to work with Democrats to find common ground in, of course, curtailing your rights in ways that have no specific relevance to Buffalo or Uvalde. This morning, Senator Pat Toomey said on Face the Nation that expanding background checks is emerging as a point of agreement with the best chance of passage. Toomey said in part, quote, I certainly hope we're going to have an expansion of background checks, at least for commercial sales of firearms. There ought to be a background check. No sales at sorry. So sales at gun shows, sales that are advertised over the Internet. There are a number of mechanisms you could use to expand background checks. But I think it makes sense. We all agree that violent criminals and deranged, dangerously mentally ill people shouldn't have firearms. Well, this is just a feel-good bone toss to the do-something crowd. How do we know? Uh, number one, because both shooters in Buffalo and Uvalde already passed FBI background checks buying their weapons. Right, so right. expanding <laughs> background checks would not have done anything in those particular cases. But more importantly, Everything he's talking about is already the law, effectively. So he says, well, you know, for commercial sales, there there should be a background check. There is. <laughs> well, there is. Right. Anybody in the business of selling guns must have a federal license and must administer a background check at the point of purchase. No exceptions. Every state, every sale, every store that engages in commercial sales, as he's describing, uh, operates according to that federal law. He says sales advertised over the Internet. Well, these all have to be handled through a federally licensed dealer. If you buy a gun online, it does not ship to your house. It ships to a dealer in your area who will administer a background check before you can take it. He says violent criminals and and deranged people, they shouldn't have uh, they shouldn't have access to guns. Uh, Well, they don't. They're called prohibited persons. 
Federal law prohibits felons from possessing firearms or anybody from selling guns to felons. Same for those adjudicated mentally deficient or institutionalized for mental illness. So we, we, don't, we just don't want deranged people to have them. They, they can't. They can't. And you already have a background uh, check system in place to do what you're talking about. This gun show reference is nonsense. There is no gun show exception. What he's talking about is a private guy selling to another private guy within a state, as we talked about last week. That's not a gun show issue. That is a private sale issue, yeah. which is not federal because there's no interstate component. Nor is there demonstration that private sales or gun show sales, as he calls them, are drivers in crime. Nor is that related to Buffalo or Uvalde in any way. Bottom line, 99% of what he's saying he wants to make illegal is already, already illegal, illegal federally. He's talking about like 1% of 1% fringe thing. And that's not even the federal government's domain. And it's not even related to what happened in either of these shootings. Also, just within the last couple hours, the Washington Post reports uh, the deal in the Senate is still under negotiation, but they're finding common ground on uh, so-called red flag laws or at least federal encouragement and funding for them. So in other words, someone thinks that you are uh, crazy and reports you to the police uh, and says that you have guns. Well, police get to terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. Police get to take those guns before any due process of law has been offered. What could possibly go wrong? You get Amber Heard reporting Johnny Depp for the guns that he owns and Johnny has to surrender. Oh, they're also talking about support for federal funding um, for school security and mental health programs. That's also emerging, but they're still negotiating. So potentially within a few days time or, uh, you know, maybe this time next week, we'll have a clearer picture on the package that is forthcoming for a vote in the U S now I mentioned um, the sales spike. Well, you know, so far, all these politicians have accomplished uh, on both sides of the border, U.S. and Canada, is just beating David Hogg as the all-time record gun salesman. According to a Louisiana gun shop owner speaking with local news, one of his main distributors, as in the companies that supply his store, sold 56,000 presumably uh, high-capacity so-called magazines in 10 minutes after Biden's speech. 56 <laughs> grand. The owner says people are buying up uh, guns, not just for protection, but some of them as an investment. They're thinking that if Biden bans these uh, assault weapons, they can be resold at a higher price later. It's a tough economy. Maybe assault weapons are a wise investment. You know, crypto, tough. Stock market, tough. Precious metals, tough. Maybe assault weapons is where you store your value. I can't say it's an insane strategy. Uh, Another report out of Georgia says that uh, gun sales increased 30% at a major dealer, specifically sales of, uh, again, so-called assault weapons. Uh, sales of uh, assault weapons have tripled, according to this store manager. He says people are, are waiting uh, around the block outside the door to purchase AR-15 specifically. In Canada as well, they are seeing a spike in sales. The Vancouver Sun spoke with the owner of a dealer in Chilliwack, British Columbia, who says handgun sales have gone through the roof after Trudeau's announcement. People are trying to buy before they can't anymore. And it's not just the demand that is causing uh, complications. Some importers have stopped bringing handguns into Canada because they don't want to be left with a product they can't legally sell when the new measures uh, take effect. And according to this reporting, I don't have specific numbers, but it says the vast majority of Canada's handguns are imported, not manufactured in Canada. So it sounds like 
even if you technically can still legally buy one until the fall, that just the scarcity yeah. is becoming very real. So, you know, if you're Canadian, you probably know more about this stuff than I do. But based on my reading of the news here, if you want to be armed to protect yourself, it's a, it's a great time to get in on that if you can. And uh, Godspeed. And, you know, it's always tempting to mock Canadians, laugh at Canada, all that. We're like, why? It, it's sort of like looking at Australia with all the Corona stuff. It's like yeah. five steps behind that. You know, the, these countries are just they are on the blueprint that's coming for us. It's oh, yeah, not like totally. we're far away from this sort of <clears> thing. <throat> it, I know. And for everybody who thinks, oh, well, assault weapons, they have no they have no place in civilized society. Right. And once assault weapons are gone, the question is, what's next? And suddenly your standard nine millimeter handgun that is in a ton of houses and on the hip of pretty much every law enforcement uh, person in the entire country, every police officer, suddenly that is deemed to be a weapon that is outside the scope of civilized society. They don't stop yeah. until you get to England and they start telling you how pointy of a knife you can have. Or maybe if we just rounded our knives, this would all end. <sighs> stop them now. Tests. Or yeah. the, you know, the, the stoppage gets messy. Slippery slope down the line. Yeah. Which I was taught was a logical fallacy. It's not. They've okay. proven time and time again, they will with guns. And of course, uh, as we'll get to in a little bit, uh, they have certainly proved it with, um, with pride. <laughs> all of the uh, exercises in rainbow festivities that we see each and every what year. What am I supposed to do with this? Man, we'll talk about this fatherly article, but like I had a lot of stuff to do today. And instead of doing it, I spent like an hour on the author of that fatherly <laughs> article's Twitter. Yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't look away. It was like every leftist trope was, was somehow embodied in her Twitter account. <laughs> Well, you're right. You're exactly right that it's weird how a, a, an article in Fatherly, ostensibly uh, a publication about fatherhood, written by a woman by a citing woman. female experts who are lesbians about yeah, um, <laughs> about she's fatherhood. Like, she's like queer or something like that. I don't think yeah. she has kids. Like, well, why are you letting this woman write? We'll, we'll talk about it later. Whatever. Yeah, it's a good time for a break uh, if you are ready. Sure. Seven Seed New says, God presented Jesus to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be both just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. That Ro That's Romans 3.26. He also said, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Holden Mulray. Thank you. Right after a shooting is a bad time to get pulled into a two-way debate. It can seem insensitive. That is exactly when the left wants to debate. Three, it gives the impression that two-way is negotiable. That is also really true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate that. I saw. I was reading some coverage, and it's not just the, the political debate, but there was coverage in the Washington Post about apparently this idea that Biden has about restricting assault weapons bans to those under 21 was actually recently struck down in the ninth circuit in California. California as a state had this law and the headline in the Washington post, the, I guess the analysis was talk about poor timing because this legal decision came down roughly the same time as Uvalde. But as though is the judge supposed to consider the timing when making the judgment? How is the right. timing Why would that matter? a relevant legal consideration? But that was, headline level characterization by the Washington Post and the how same bizarre. Th if it's in the courtroom you know it extends to the political arena well how could you make such an argument at a time like this sorry principles are true at all times that's why they're yeah. principles fuck off well it's a cultural thing too i mean um 
I, I started watching Stranger Things inexplicably. And in the beginning of Stranger Things, there was this um <clears throat> this this notation that's like, we filmed this before the Uvalde shooting and we're afraid we're, you know, we're worried that that um this might be triggering to some audience members and we what? apologize for that. And so I was expecting there to be like some school shooting thing. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't I don't know why they said that. I haven't watched it, but what is it some there's nothing relevant to that at all? I don't know because I've been falling asleep a lot while really? I watch it, which is not good. I'm sure I don't know. I guess we'll probably watch it eventually. Even though I hate supporting these companies. The Netflix is the Disney Plus, all like all the I just Yeah, you know. that's true. I'm sure Millie Bobby, what whatever her name, I'm sure she got raped a whole bunch. <laughs> All those kids did. Yeah. Um, Daniel Kunkel. <laughs> Another food production plant caught fire. Saw an that. egg poultry farm in Minnesota. Is this number yeah. 19? Are we in the 20s with food? This is number 23, unless more have happened since we covered this. Hmm. It's too many to be a coincidence, but too few are asking questions. And if you really want to get tinfoil, look into the fertilizer explosion plant. Although that seems to make sense more. I guess it is explosive, right? That is the danger of yeah. fertilizer. But- yeah. I, I didn't read much into this latest one in Minnesota, but you know, if it's another plane crash or some sort of odd event that really has no rational explanation, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Wicked mass hole. DC shouldn't be its own circuit. Can't get a good jury for politically charged cases. We should make yeah. it easier to disqualify biased jurors and add DC to the fourth circuit. Call it the Sussman Act. I know. Hmm. But if they make disqualification uh, based on uh, political orientation, we'll just get totally conservatives will just get edged out of the jury selection process. I don't know. It, I don't know that you have anyway, to make though. it disqualifying in like all cases, but certainly it's highly relevant it's in relevant, political yeah. cases like this. And you're going to get right. a lot of political cases in DC, which is effectively it exists as a political town. So how could they not be? How politicized? Could they not be? Yeah. Robin Banks, Matt and I once made snickerdoodles. I tried to grab his big stiff gun, but he said, not today, ATF. Before unloading in me, filling me full of hot stuff, couldn't even grab one yee-yee stick. Robin, thank you for the support. Why are you gay? But this is demeaning. It's demeaning to thank me, you. not to Matt. You know, when I, I, read this. when I shilled, I should have uh, explicitly shilled for homoerotic super chats only. That's what, that's what I should have said. I thank know. you. I appreciate it. Uh, I bought PN. No, no. You know, you support like every week, bringing the big bucks. You never send a note. You never bug us. You never ask us any questions. You're, you're <laughs> the real hero. The real yes. hero. Thank you for shutting the hell up. I <laughs> now, everyone, give us a dollar. One dollar. <laughs> yeah. But don't say anything yeah. to us. Uh, no trapped words the world. attached. I know. Has oh Matt corrected his false claim that Hammond abandons ah. staff I'm, on I'm, Island Nublar yet? Is that how you say it? Nublar? Isla Nublar. Yeah, the, the Jurassic Park Island. One of two Jurassic Park Islands. Isla Nublar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought I it up, uh, Trev, because I, I was I was waiting for your email back, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, um, but if you could respond to what I sent you, I'd be interested to hear your response. Be, so, point of correction, you are right. I I will give myself a uh, fake news uh, sounder because um, there are points that I did not know. So I made the claim or or questioned whether Hammond abandoned everybody on Jurassic Park because he had all that staff. And then they just kind of disappear. Maybe it was unwise to send home housekeeping and have chefs leave a buffet, but it's all established in the movie. Okay. But here's my question though. I, I gather the premise that there's an order that goes out for all staff to leave and you hear it over the intercom. And that's why I missed it is because it, it's kind of tucked in there. It's there, but it's kind of tucked in there. It's easy to miss. 
here's my question, though. Just because there was an order for them to leave doesn't necessarily mean that they left. We know that um, that uh, what's his face, uh, Wayne Knight's character, uh, Nedry, the guy trying to betray Hammond. He died trying to get off the island. It was a crazy storm. There was all sorts of chaos. There are dinosaurs. Did we get demonstration that the people actually left safely? I guess what I'm saying is under such circumstances, there are all sorts of plausible reasons to believe there are people in severe trouble and there's no demonstration that Hammond checked up on his people. Like, was there a checklist? And I know I'm now granted, I'm now altering my point. It's a variation of my initial questioning. Is this how you feel when I talk about Star Trek? (laughs) Maybe I'm not saying you're wrong, Trav, because you presented information that I clearly did not catch. I just, I just think it's a little weird how fast he bailed on the island without demonstrated knowledge that all the people who work there are in fact safe. That's all I'm saying. You done? I, I'm giving him his due credit while just looking for a little more clarification. See, uh, guy Trav to the world. If you were just more like I bought PN (laughs) and then you didn't ask us any questions. Okay. Let's do it. Could have been avoided. No, I, I appreciate, I love Jurassic park. So I appreciate your defense of it because I think it's a great movie. Unlike some of us, but I won't. That movie sucked my balls. I don't know what to tell you here. Uh, five stars. This is where we've come on this show. He gave five stars to Jurassic park. One star for Blade Runner, two stars for Tremors. He's a monster. I can't wait till you rate RoboCop higher than Jurassic Park later in the show. I'm definitely going to get to that. that. <laughs> oh, no. I was hoping you liked it. Um, Travis Valle. My wife say, made a good point about that. gun control. Critics of abortion bans say people will still get abortions illegally. Why don't they apply the same logic to gun bans? Love the show and happy one year, honeybee. To Justin Trudeau's credit, he did say in that speech, that there's still heroin in the country, even though they just legalized it. Um, hmm. And there will be illegal guns as well. I mean, obviously. Should hmm. should we keep going or maybe um, we should circle back? Let's uh, stop on YouTube there for the moment and I will come back. I got a couple on DLive and Tippy Stream. We'll come back to YouTube later in the show. Uh, Dave's Bit, uh, thank you for your support of the show over on DLive. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. I am not going to be niggardly. Herb Ever smells <laughs> says, uh, do, do y'all have any grandparents who fought in world war two? I do not. Um, I had a grandfather who wanted to join the Navy, but had a medical issue and could not. Other than that, I don't have family um, who were involved in world war two. I had one grandfather who fought in Korea ah. and he was uh, such a hardcore Marine that he was tasked with hazing other Marines. <laughs> and then the Marine Corps had to like talk to him about how he had taken it too far. And this Is was he, in the like fifties. Is he still living? No, he died of 37 of lung cancer. Wow. So uh, d- can I assume that he smoked his fair share? Is that he how that happened? He smoked three or? packs of unfiltered cigarettes a day, but he yeah. also was an airplane mechanic. Oh, okay. And so I think it was like a perfect storm of solvents, like I lung abuse, it. general lung abuse. Well, I was going to say the Marine Corps needs him, as we'll get to briefly later. But uh, Apparently he was a real hearted bastard. I think we would have gotten along quite well. Yeah. Over on uh, Tippy Stream, Phil <laughs> says, I'd like to think that Weimar conditions will lead to Weimar solutions, but I still, <laughs> but it still seems like too many people are okay with their children being brainwashed into sterilizing themselves. Yeah. Uh, uh, Magnus Hirschfeld must be laughing himself silly in hell. I don't know the name, but uh, I'm probably in trouble for saying that. Phil says, yesterday was Marvin Hemeyer Day uh, on a rela- unrelated note. Uh, what was the best 
way to what is the best way to learn to weld? Yeah, there are some classes on that I think you could take, and that's why I'm wearing a, a shirt in honor of old Marvin. It's uh, oh. it's the 18th anniversary yesterday of the uh, unreasonable, well, the reasonable man doing an unreasonable thing. So thank you, uh, Phil. Kevin Flanagan's ghost says, "Happy Fag Month, guys." <laughs> the gay. This is a new one. The gay KK. <laughs> I prefer Alphabet Mafia, but gay KK is pretty funny. They're on the warpath and they'll convert your children because someone's got to teach them not to hate because it won't lick itself. We'll get to that later. Uh, good no, God, terrible. where's Derek Chauvin when you need him? He probably should have been deployed in, in Dallas. You're right. Jimny, uh, support, big support for the show. I appreciate that very much, man. Uh, very kind of you. And of course, uh, hope you and your family are well and uh, hope to speak soon. Thank you for that. Danny from Montana says a frequent question I hear on the show is how to meet a mate. The best advice that I uh, hated at first, but now understand is to become the best version of yourself that, and that person will come physical, financial, spiritual, become the Ubermensch. It is 100% true. And that's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's true for everybody. I think it's particularly true for men, obviously. Um, but women should strive to do the same thing. And I can vouch for that in, in my life as well, making myself into the best version of myself that I could. Everything else just fell into place instead of sitting around pointing fingers at other people and expecting the world to come to me, which is what I did in my younger years. Um, yeah, build the best version of you and that, that person will attract the right person. It's, uh, it's great advice. That's true. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Phil says, speaking of, sh- of shootings, looks like the Quakers were <laughs> getting rowdy in Philly the other night. Not really the uh, version William, or the vision William Penn had for his showcase city when he founded it. I'm sure. I'm sure it was one of those oatmeal shootings. You're exactly right. Yep. Slosher says, all handguns sold out in Canada. Blackface Hitler waited for a school shooting in the U.S. so he, so he could... Uh, use dead children to pass his fascist policies. May uh, may hate for this drama, or my hate rather for this drama teacher turned dictator is boundless. I, it's it's pure insanity what's going on in Canada, but I, I hope there is uh, electoral retribution, Susan, for what he's doing, which is dis- disarming. Can as far as I understand, the, the uh, handguns in possession will be grandfathered in, if I understand correctly. You will be able uh, yeah. to keep those. They're not talking <clears throat> confiscation. Right. But they're not uh, talking confiscation right now. As as we're talking about. Yeah. In the U.S. where if we grant them this premise, we'll be doing what Canada is doing next. Canada will also have its own next step. So that, that will be coming if this is granted legitimacy. Issue says, uh, I need to remember to give you some magical support again. I'm still doing well despite Joe Biden's booming economy. Well, aren't we all? And, well, um, that's a great transition. I, I appreciate on, that uh, very much. And, you know, that's what Joe says. Don't believe your own wallet. Yeah, really. Just, uh, you know, just just listen to him because he and his experts can tell you how great the economy really is. Far better than you could understand because you're just yeah. a stupid, silly rube. So um, we'll talk about that uh, briefly. Of course, Biden said in his gun control speech that if Congress doesn't act, well, then Republicans are going to pay an electoral price in November. And I think that a lot of people do, they are strongly concerned about crime and gun control, but the confidence that it's going to be their primary motivator when they go to the polls is flat out delusional, at least in my opinion, just like their claim prior with Roe v. Wade that abortion is going to drive people to the polls. These may be important issues. 
but yeah. they don't motivate people to vote like wallets do, at least on the scale that wallets do. And wallets continue to be decimated by this president and this Congress. But we're supposed to find comfort and solace in yet another encouraging jobs <laughs> report. Oh, joy. <laughs> I know. It's so it's so crazy how they're trying to spin this. Do you want me to get into the jobs report? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your transition. That was the jobs report transition. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you could tell because I said jobs, jobs report. report. Yeah. Um, so 390,000 jobs were added in May, which sounds pretty good, but it was way lower than projections. And then the unemployment rate stayed at 3.6%. They were projecting it was going to go down to 3.5%, but it did not. The revised total for uh, for jobs in April was 436,000. So, you know, this is 46,000 numbers. Is that right? Yeah. 46,000 fewer than in April. Hmm. Um, and then this, the CNN spin Hilarious. They said the U.S. job market has almost fully recovered from the pandemic. The United States lost a total of 22 million jobs after the pandemic took hold in 2020. In May, 390,000 jobs were added, leaving the total number of jobs 822,000 shy of pre-pandemic levels. That's like massive. you're seriously telling me that's massive. <laughs> Nearly one million jobs falling short. One million yeah. jobs uh, qualifies for a near correction to pre-pandemic levels, which were not super great of the job market. And also this doesn't take into account the quality of the jobs, people having to change industries or get lesser jobs and the number of immigrants or cheaper or less qualified people taking these jobs. Yeah. So it doesn't and mean anything. it's totally meaningless. And they're talking about how based on this one number that there's like a total economic correction, everything's fine. And there are a lot of other consequences too, like even best case scenario where it's people getting like good quality jobs uh, in the way that we'd hope for when you mix up the economy this much people shift jobs that much it's going to take a while for productivity to reflect that if you put a bunch of people in new jobs and say all right have at it they're going to say what do i do i need training i yeah. need some understanding of what my task is and that takes a while to catch up so even if these job numbers were encouraging which there's they plenty aren't. of reason they aren't uh, there's all sorts of consequences that go along with shifting that many people to that many j new jobs anyway and uh, <laughs> the other problem is, of course, uh, inflation driven primarily by, well, not inflation that has corresponded with uh, a rise in, ga in gas prices, of course. Uh, national average gas price hit uh, 485 today. Yet another record increasing another four cents over the weekend. National average price was about three bucks this time last year. That's an increase of 61% in a year. The national average price when Biden took office at the end of January 2021 was about 240 a gallon, meaning what? The price of, gal uh, of gas has now more than doubled during his presidency. There is no way for that not to be massively consequential, even if you do yeah. score a new job. And if you see this inflation and if you see the, the gas prices and if you see the value of your savings declining and your wallet getting squeezed by more expensive bills, well, that's because you don't really understand. This is the most robust economic recovery in modern history, Joe says. Today, thanks to the economic plan and the vaccination plan that my administration put in action, America has achieved the most robust recovery in modern history. The job market is the strongest it's been since just after World War II. We learned that more Americans entered the labor force in May. In fact, working-age people have come back into the workforce at a faster rate in this recovery than at any point in the last 40 years. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt. 
their average savings are up. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began. When did the uh, survey begin? I think 2013 was <clears throat> that particular there survey. There is no fucking way that is true. <laughs> I, I There's question, no way that is true. Uh, he also published a, this allegedly written by Biden and published in the Wall Street Journal on, on Monday. My plan for fighting inflation by Joseph R. Biden. I'm sure it was written by him. But but more Americans enter the labor force, he says. Well, what do you mean? Because if unemployment is so low, how are there so many people then entering the labor force? Because, of course, unemployment numbers only count people looking for employment and a huge number of Americans are not or have not been uh, for the last couple of years for a variety of reasons. Most of them, of course, government meddling. You have people moving to homeschool their kids to erode uh, to to avoid uh, the corona insanity at school. You have uh, people pushed out of work because of mask and vaccine mandates. You have government paychecks providing incentives not to work, all those reasons and more. But when he says more Americans are entering the labor force, understand we still have fewer in the labor force than before all of this mm -hmm. corona bullshit. The stat yep. that he will never talk about is labor force participation rate, as in how many yeah. capable adults are actually working. May's number was 62.3 percent. And that's actually down from uh, from March's high. Uh or at least March's high, a recent high in Biden's tenure, which was 62.4%. And it's still below January and February of 2020 when it was 63.4%. And uh, perhaps you say, well, that's only 1%. What's the big deal? Uh, related to the numbers you just cited, in the context of about 165 million working adults in America, 1% represents 1.7 million people. 1.7 million fewer people working is a massive number. Think of all the productivity and the efficiency lost. Yeah. As far as Biden's claim that Americans are in better financial shape uh, under uh, since he took office, this is also first of all, that survey that Biden is citing, that's people's opinions. Even if you believe that to be valid, it's like a self rating of how comfortable you are with the economy. That's not really any objective metric. And I don't even know what he's talking about because all the objective financial metrics are quite poor. In fact, Americans, when he says they have less debt, I, I literally have no idea where he's getting that. In fact, Americans had record levels of debt after Biden's first year in office. Right. Uh, there was a $1 trillion hike in consumer debt from 2020 to 2021. <sighs> it's true that average savings increased with all the Corona checks. But again, inflation eats the value of your savings. And because everything costs more, Americans are not saving at the rate that they used to. Even recently, the personal saving rate, which is the ratio of personal saving to disposable income. So excess money you have after all your bills, how much of that do you save? Yep. That uh, fell to 4.4% in April, the lowest recorded since September of 2008. <sighs> and of course, the Americans' non-retirement savings, so presumably just cash savings, dropped 15% year on year. Retirement savings, if you have some kind of tax-advantaged uh, stock account or something like that, if you have any sort of stock investments, you've seen how badly the stock market has suffered over, uh, over the last year and specifically in 2022. Since January, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down about 15%. So, but yeah, everything's great. <laughs> Janet Yellen, the uh, Treasury Secretary, um, she's actually just coming out and saying, yeah, I got that wrong. So of course... All of these problems largely originate with inflation, government pumping too much money into the economy while blocking or discouraging productivity that inevitably creates too many dollars chasing too few goods. 
You didn't have to be a genius to see that coming. You know, if you if you stop people from making stuff as the government did, but you keep giving people money, you have less stuff and lots of dollars and therefore stuff will cost more dollars. And, you know, remember um, all the great chapters of this inflation saga. Remember, first it was inflation's not going to happen. Okay, (laughs) then it was okay. Inflation's (laughs) happening, but it's. Transitory transient. or transient. I, I still don't know which. No, they, I think they were saying transitory. Either way. Yeah. Well, then it was okay. It isn't transitory, uh, but it's good because it's a sign of strong consumer demand. Finally, we've reached the the summit of the inflation propaganda game here. It's inflation is bad, and I was wrong in my predictions about it. This is from the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen this week. Was it a mistake, Madam Secretary, to downplay this inflation risk? Did that contribute to the problems we're all seeing right now? Look, I I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time didn't fully understand. Unanticipated by whom? Yeah. If this was unanticipated and you didn't fully understand it, you're a moron. Not that anybody should have central control of the economy and our money and our, and our money. But, uh, but especially not you, if this was unforeseen, less stuff. No, we're laymen and we basically predicted that this is less stuff. Plus more money equals more expensive stuff. If you can't foresee that, get out of economics. Yeah. Peter Ducey pressed Jen Pablacki to make the same concession for the White House or from the White House, rather, and um, that they were that they were all wrong about inflation. She would not. Instead, she doubled down blaming Putler and said, actually, the economy is going exactly according to Biden's plan. What are you guys going to admit what the secretary was pointing? What are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about inflation? (laughs) What the secretary was pointing out is that there have been shocks to the economy that have exacerbated inflationary pressures, which couldn't have been foreseen 18 months ago, including Russia's decision to invade Ukraine, multiple successive variants of COVID and lockdowns in China. So the present economic plan, as we see it, is working. Well, thank you for well, confirming yeah. that the destruction is, in fact, the intent of the president, that the <laughs> suffering is the intent. If it's Putler's fault, again, why did inflation start before Putler ever entered yeah. Ukraine? But if Janet Yellen meant Putler, as she's claiming, why did Janet Yellen not talk about Putler? She didn't mention that at all. And then if Corona variants were unforeseen, oh, we, who could have foreseen the Corona variants? I'm sorry, you ran for office just before the election in 2020 saying Joe Biden saying, I'm going to shut down the virus. So even, <laughs> even if I grant the premise that like, Oh, we were wrong. Uh, uh, that uh, we, there were some unforeseen or there were some factors we didn't fa- uh, factor into, to predicting inflation. You said those factors wouldn't be factors. So yeah. take your pick on what you were wrong about, but it's one of those two things, at least probably both. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if these idiots think they're going to, that voters are going to forgive them for all this and go to the polls to vote on, on guns or abortion. I think they're kidding themselves. Then again, why are they so confident that they don't have to fix this issue? It implies like it's at some level uh, intentional. And do they have some sort of a fortification in place that makes them electorally unafraid? We shall find out come November. 
Well, or we could never find out, and then Dinesh D'Souza will tell us what we already know in five <laughs> years. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, uh, that's the that's crystal. You know, you should be the Treasury Secretary because you have foresight <laughs> that, that nobody else. A quality crystal ball. I don't right think there. that she can actually claim ignorance on this. They clearly knew, and she's there's like, no. It's, it's it's insane. It's easier to be yeah. like I was wrong than I knew uh, the entire time, but I wanted to plunge our economy into despair. Yeah, that seems more plausible to me. All right. Got to keep moving because we have plenty more to talk about, but it is Pride Month. And of course, that means every possible thing turned rainbow colors to recognize the critical role that anal plays in everything from sports to entertainment to even military victory. I thought that was funnier when I wrote it in the. (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever want to hear you say anal. Yes, we have to celebrate anal. That's the purpose of this month. And the U.S. Marines and the other branches uh, of the military are celebrating the contributions of anal and the alphabet mafia. Just two Pri- seconds ago, I was like, I don't want to hear you say anal ever again. <laughs> that you're like, anal, anal, anal. Pride Month was kicked off with an interview from uh, the mob boss, the Grand Wizard of the Gay KK, to reference the earlier chatter. Uh, Leah Thomas, the famed UPenn transgender swimmer, now speaking with ABC News after becoming the first trans athlete to win an NCAA championship, I guess in swimming specifically. I'm not sure what the record is. Anyway, significant achievement earlier in the spring. Leah says, among other preposterous things, that he has no inherent physical advantage over women, that he didn't choose to be trans, and that the most important thing is that he's happy now. (laughs) I knew there would be scrutiny, scrutiny against me if I competed as a woman. Did you expect this much scrutiny? I I did not expect it would reach quite the level that it did. There are some who look at the data and suggest you're enjoying a competitive advantage. First of all, there's a lot of factors that go into a race. And the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. Being trans is is not a choice. I, I didn't have any other choice. Trans women competing in women's sports does not threaten women's sports as a whole. Why? Because trans women are a very small minority of all athletes, and we haven't seen any massive uh, wave of trans women dominating. The letter anonymously said that they absolutely supported your right to transition, but they simply think it's unfair for you to compete against cisgender women. You can't go halfway and be like, I support trans women and trans people, but only only to a certain point, only to a certain extent. Well, with that, I I agree. Uh, w- uh, clarify, what do you mean? I mean, if you're going to be like, I support trans women, you have to be like, I support trans women dominating women's sports, <laughs> etc. cetera, and all, and all women's sphere. Did you hear what he said um, about uh, it's not affecting the quality of women's sports because it's so rare. Yeah. But then there was like some circular logic, like uh, like talking about the rarity. But if there were more people, they clearly would dominate women's sports. Well, yeah, it's like saying, uh, you know, steroids in baseball aren't a big issue because very few players uh, use. Well, yeah, but it's cheating, though. And the yeah. issue. And if everybody used steroids, it would be a different game. Correct. Yeah. Maybe a better um, game. Maybe all I've, women's I've, sports should be filled with trannies. Well, there's clearly a market for steroids baseball, too. So I've long thought maybe there should just be a steroids league. And, and there should probably be a tranny league, too. 
there's entertainment to be had here. It's just got to keep it fair. How about a, why not a steroid tranny league? Why not all of the above? Why not just the drug injection? Why don't we put all the trannies in a gladiator fight and then the (laughs) one that kills all the other trannies can compete in women's sports? Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, the, when, he, when he says the biggest change or the, the, the biggest, uh, yeah, the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. What an insane narcissistic statement. All right. I love snowboarding. I would be happy if I won a gold medal in Olympic snowboarding. I'm not good enough to win a gold medal in Olympic snowboard. I would be happy if they booted everybody off the podium and said, hey, Matt, you get this medal, even though in no way do you deserve it. My know, happiness. And it's it, like that the aspect of your mentality that would alter uh, your physical ability yeah. The most is not happiness. It's like determination or I mean, people win things all the time when they're unhappy and then they use that. Like, yeah. I, I just don't know. Wouldn't it make you complacent and you wouldn't be as good of an athlete? Yeah. I, no I wrote a that. whole bunch of points here, but in the interest of time, I'll probably kind of gloss over them. But the, the only outrageous, other, the only other things I wanted to mention, um, being trans is not a choice. What were you doing for the majority of your life? Choosing something else? How did you do that? How was that yeah. achieved? What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then this, like the, this, you mentioned this claim, well, you can't support trans people without supporting their participation in women's sports, or you can't say I support them, but only to a certain extent, everybody is supported only to a certain extent. The limitations there are morality in your, in your treatment of others specifically, but to some extent yourself too, when you commit wrong, when you abuse others, when you violate the rights of others, when you invade a women's space and effectively steal from them, that's where your support ends. I, I don't get to say, well, you can't support me without supporting my right to steal candy bars from the grocery yeah, store. Exactly. Yes, I can. I can How say that. How far does are, it have to go? Like, I yeah. support trans people's rights to not get murdered by the general public, but I'm questioning it now, <laughs> Leah Thomas. Well, and that's the thing. If you make me. Si- because I count me in one of those people. Granted, this is a freak show. It's the, that's what this is. I think at, at a serious level, this is a very sad case of mental illness on display. Seriously yeah, but they speaking. Still, you know, they but still should have human rights. Of presumably. course. If you ask for my sincere opinion, no joking aside, to the extent that you want to live your life in a way that is not violating the rights of others, I'm with you. But once you start violating the rights of others, as I believe she is doing or he is doing, then it's a whole different thing. Then then you lose my support. And if you're saying it's all or nothing, my answer is going to be fine. Nothing. If you yeah. make me pick that, that's what I'll say. I'm not going to in the same way. If you say, well, you don't support me if you don't support my right to buy, to steal candy bars at the grocery store. I guess I don't support you then if it's all or nothing. And you're saying I have to respect your right to steal, which I think he's doing in this case, stealing opportunity from women. From other I people. guess it's nothing. I guess I'm out. Nothing it is. Fair enough. Yeah. And some people will overcorrect. It'll yeah. be less than nothing for the trans community. The gay war is coming. Yeah, it's coming. And I have I mean, to think that if I were a homosexual man, I'd be looking at these people and be like, you're not on my side in the gay war. <laughs> yeah. Quite the uh, quite the stretch to link the two, I would say. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned this, um, <clears throat> this article in Fatherly Magazine, which is, uh, as we mentioned, <laughs> allegedly... <clears throat> A magazine for fathers by fathers. I guess that's what I would infer from the title. But they published this article encouraging dads, I guess, to take their kid to pride festivals, conditioning their kids to accept things like public nudity and kink. The article was written by fatherhood expert Heather Torado Gilligan, whose pronouns, according to uh, her Twitter, are um, are she her. 
So you guys had to check out her Twitter. It is she talks about her autoimmune disease. Yeah. She talks about how everybody that attacks her is QAnon. It's just like textbook. And then she yeah. talks about like not having kids and being I think she says something about being queer. It's like who and she's a CNN contributor. What is wrong with this woman? Troll her. Troll her hard. <laughs> she, it's a good trolling, I guess. Yeah. She says, uh, and mention that you're from QAnon, by the way. I know she put that in her tweets. The people <laughs> yeah, who right. are attacking me are from QAnon say, I am from QAnon and I'm here to troll you. She says, uh, parents should take their kids to Pride. Well, no, here, here's how the article begins. Pride parades are filled. <clears throat> God damn it. Filled Pride... with sites that may be new to kids, yeah. like public nudity and kink. And old men's pendulous balls and then <laughs> insertive dildos with like horse tails coming out of a faggot dude's asses, which is what I saw when I went yeah. to pride to film it. Exhibitionary um, anal. I'm just going to yeah. say anal, anal as many times anal, as I can. Anal. Yeah. Um, not to mention pride parades aren't the most sober places. So is it appropriate to take your young kids to pride considering the benefits? The answer is absolutely says childless hag dyke. <laughs> Heather, whatever Mexican name she has, Toronto Gilligan. <laughs> and we know, we know this is the on balance correct conclusion because this helps fight uh, anti LGBTQ politics like the don't say gay bill in Florida and Texas's apparent ban on uh, gender affirming care for trans kids, by which she means gender reassignment, reassignment. surgery for minors. Gender <laughs> affirming these people. Scroll down. Jennifer McGuire, one of the experts cited, is a lesbian parent. Jennifer McGuire, PhD. She has a doctorate in lesbian parenting. Always <sighs> preps her kids for possible adult content beforehand. Quote, they just have to learn to laugh and enjoy things like there were these beanie babies with giant penises on them. She says for a fourth and fifth grade kid, that is super funny. She also says, if you just teach your kids that molestation is more fun when you think of it as tickling, that generally works out pretty well too. I'm just kidding, but barely uh, notice again, as I mentioned, notice these fatherhood experts, the author, uh, the experts quoted, they're all, Women, uh, this is where we are. Fatherhood uh, lessons from childless women. We've we've come a long way. And it appears that the uh, pride organizers in Dallas put this sort of advice into action at, at a gay bar uh, hosted uh, at a gay bar in Dallas. They hosted a drag event specifically for kids over the weekend. The bar is called Mr. Mr. M-I-S-S-T-E-R. I think that's some kind of drag reference. It's a newly opened gay bar in Dallas, and they hosted a child-friendly child drag event called Drag the Kids to Pride. That's how they promoted it. Drag the Kids to Pride. The organizers described the event as, quote, the ultimate family-friendly pride experience. That's what I often, think. <laughs> that's kind of a contradiction in terms, potentially. They offered non-alcoholic drinks for kids and advertised limited opportunity for kids to join the drag queens on stage and on the runway. Decor within this venue includes neon lights that read, it's not going to lick itself, and I licked it, so it's mine. I don't know if I have an image here, but it's oh in the video. Oh my God. So oh, they didn't we, we serve go. them any alcohol, but there was like a, like a baby-sized Rohypnol dose in every drink for the kids, well, I right? I wouldn't be shocked. Mm. A video of the event from inside the bar shows exactly what was advertised. Very young children walking the runway with drag queens in revealing clothing. Young children giving dollar bills to these drag queens. And parents who brought their infants to this event to interact with the uh, the drag queens on sexual display. You pick who you want to walk the runway with. You pick who you want to walk the runway with. Okay, go with her. Let's go. 
Uh, yes, multiple babies there dancing. Well, that's probably not as bad as bringing like your four-year-old. I guess they're too young to even comprehend it in any way. Uh, there was significant protest outside, including Alex Stein, who uh, we've showed a couple times on the stream for his trolling of city council meetings, rapping about Dr. Fauci and the vaccine and other issues. So he was with like a, a group of people, right? That it they looks didn't like recognize him. Well, Stein tried to get in. He was denied entry. It's unclear if he had a ticket or not, because this was a ticketed paid event. Right. Though I don't doubt that if he even if he paid, they weren't going to let him in, at least if they realized who he was. And he was making he was not trying to hide who he was, as we'll see. Um, so he was trying to get in. He was attacked by several event supporters. And there was also some, uh, I would say, appropriate light shaming for the drag performers as they left the venue, as well as parents who brought their children to the event. Here are some of the scenes. It's Alex Stein trying to get in. They start hitting him, trying to take his phone and stuff. Not my edit, by the way. That's how it goes. Pedophiles. Ooh, what? Pedophiles. No, I fuck him. Is he a child? No. Open the fucking car. Open the fucking car. Pedophiles. Pedophiles. You're disgusting. Your mom's a whore. Okay, that's fine. But you dance naked in front of little children. Okay, that's fine. Pedophile. Okay, that's fine, but you dance naked in front of little children. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's good that he didn't react. You know, um... I might not be the biggest fan of public confrontation in the world. However, at some point it has to be necessary. And how could I say that public confrontation, this sort of light act of shame, that's like the kindest thing these people oh, deserve. No, I mean, we're it, talking about, about grooming children. These people are, you know what they are lucky is not happening to them. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what is happening to them, actually. For us to believe that this is a completely clean event and nobody... First of all, even what we see is abusive. This, the, the, this subjecting children to this sort of sexual display, you, just, you, can, you can argue, is is plenty abusive itself. But we're supposed I to believe that before, nobody here like, uh, is raping kids. Yeah, does um, anything else behind closed doors? If we cannot protect the children of this country, like we, we should cease to exist as a society because we've failed at our most basic level, and yeah. that's what's happening here. Uh, and it, if if we're supposed to believe it's if uh, if confronting in this sort of public shaming is inappropriate, I guess my uh, my question would be, what is an appropriate response to this? Because <laughs> tolerating this seems misguided. Are we just going to act like this right. isn't weird and isn't going to have severe consequences? Yeah. yeah. Uh, light shaming seems perfectly, perfectly fair to me. But uh, check this out. There was another woman recording and uh, she was spat on by a guy, an apparent event attendee who was driving away in his car. Okay. That man. There's no HIV and saliva. Visit the hospital immediately. There are probably some diseases present. 
that man has been identified as a 51 year old employee of Southwest Airlines, apparently a senior engineer on their cybersecurity team. Oh, no. Is he get fired? <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't seen any uh, mention of discipline other than uh, the, the woman who was spit on is the girlfriend of Taylor Hansen, who's a reporter who was also uh, at this scene. And he says that they've filed a police report and the man will be charged with misdemeanor assault. So, you know, I have a feeling that um, that spitting might be an offensive strategy in the forthcoming gay war. Lori Lightfoot demands uh, that the war happen in her prior call to arms. The Marine Corps, they want it with their rainbow cartridges. And apparently we're supposed to live in a society where sexualized performance for kids not just happens, but is an openly done and celebrated thing. Yeah. Uh, good luck. Good luck maintaining peace and order under these uh, conditions. Jeez. My God. Well, yeah, I mean, it's happening, isn't it? Well, um, it is, but uh, it's also receiving significant pushback. I mean, if you watch if you watch the, the video clips that are circulating, there's a lot of people. There might be more people outside protesting it than people inside the event participating. So that is uh, a sign That's of great. encouragement. That's great news. Yeah. So uh, anything else on the uh, Dallas uh, drag the kids to pride event before we move into hoax eight here i mean drag the kids to pride i'm about drag a tranny behind my car <laughs> that'll do that'll do thank you <laughs> that was the real hate of the week nobody <laughs> saw it happen but it's totally a product of trump's america hoax hate crime of the week ah shit it's backwards Yep, I, I love this notice. story. Did you have a chance to read this one beforehand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay. So, Brantford, Connecticut. <clears throat> the city's only black firefighter, Jeremiah Brown. An emergency responder, too, I think. Uh, anyway, Jeremiah Brown, the only guy who works at the fire department in Brantford, Connecticut, the only, the only black guy who works there, received a watermelon cake from his colleagues for his birthday, also in celebration <laughs> of his recent weight loss. A photo of the watermelon cake was posted to social media. Regrettably, I was not able to find the image of oh, the watermelon cake. Oh, come on. Fire Chief Thomas Mahoney tells a reporter that he is livid about the photo and demanded its removal for the racism inherent in the depiction. Uh, apparently, though, it doesn't matter that the black guy who received the watermelon cake specifically requested <laughs> it, and he's the one who posted it on social media. Because he loved the watermelon cake, the original post by Jeremiah Brown. Is it flavored like watermelon? I don't know. I think it was a cake that just looked like a watermelon. Mm. He, he made the post. He said, lol, to my family, no, to my fire family, much love. And thanks for the post bariatric surgery cake slash watermelon. We demolished this, meaning the cake, I, I assume. Okay. The reason for the watermelon cake is not because he's black and they're trying to make fun of him. It's because Brown says he ate a lot of watermelon to lose weight. So they made him a watermelon cake. And, you know, maybe there was some tongue in cheek humor, I guess. But the point is, he requested it and enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. The fire chief is a white guy and he's vowing to investigate and figure out who is involved and who is behind this. Even though we know who's responsible, it's the black guy who asked for it from his friends trying to show support. Why would he even bother? So, to, to satisfy the public, I suppose. I guess. Because, yeah, it was already out there be, by uh, through the uh, social media post. So he's trying to clean up, I guess. But the thirst for hate crimes is so far beyond hoaxing now. It's imposing them on activity that black people voluntarily engage in and want. And I'm not yeah. even mad about. 
to perpetuate the perception that this is a huge problem. Even if the black guy involved is like, not only am I not bothered, I wanted that. I and wanted you, this. And you ruined it for me. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I mentioned this story. This is a doozy. And it, honestly, uh, we were talking about this earlier. I think you're right that this probably is real. It's not it's a hoax. Real. Yeah. But I have to mention it because it's of the theme and it's it's hilarious in some of its details. So uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, pride flags were reported stolen and chalk messages were found outside a couple places, a gay owned Lancaster city business and a home. So the the people you see pictured, that's Charlie Gay, no, Charlie Ballard and Rob Gay. His name is Rob Gay. And they call themselves a gay couple, as in, I guess, two men who are romantically involved. But in the picture, you tell me, I'm 99.9% sure that Charlie on the left is a woman based on the fact that Charlie has very feminine facial features and what appear to be boobs. What is a woman? (laughs) That's the question of the week, I suppose. Great movie, by the way. Everybody should check it out if you haven't had a chance to yet. What is a woman? Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, You haven't heard of it? No. Oh, Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire. They just released that this week. Oh, yes, a, I have heard yeah, about it. Yes, 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 well worth the watch. Um, okay, so I, I'm i pretty sure that Charlie here is a trans man, as in a woman. Um, but because Charlie identifies as a man, that's how they call this gay. Even though it isn't, except for the guy's name is gay. So Rob Gay is involved in a heterosexual <sighs> relationship that they're calling gay. The couple okay. says someone stole their pride flag and wrote the word groomers in chalk outside of their business entrance. Someone reportedly did the same writing at the home of a lesbian couple elsewhere in the city. Apparently there is security camera video showing the guy taking the pride flag and doing the groomers writing. The police say that the chalkings are considered non-criminal since no threats were made and those investigations are closed into the chalking. Let me blow this up. uh, Oh yeah, that's a chick. I think so. That escaped my notice earlier remains under investigation. The police say they need the public's help in identifying the man who did it, even though the gay couple says they have since confronted the man when he later walked by their house again, according to this story. Anyway, who did the chalking and who took the pride flag? Whatever. So Robert Gay is the woman who's not... No, Rob Gay is the guy. Charlie Ballard is the chick. He's in a gay couple, but he sticks his dick in his girlfriend's vagina. Yeah, and that's gay. They're a gay couple. (laughs) <laughs> okay this is the details here editors know they made an they made an edit to this story they said the article below has been updated to comply with style recommendations from the ap and the uh, advocacy organization glad both advise against using the term homosexuals to refer to gay people as the word has been co-opted by some as a slur well what happens when all the words are co-opted by the hateful as slurs and to blonde's point at the start of the show uh, what about the word faggot? When do you claim that back? Yeah, the bl- black people did it. I almost said the <laughs> black people did. I mean, <laughs> the thing about the word homosexual is that it has Latin roots. It's, it means like monosexual. It is it's, as proper. It's highly descriptive. You can't have a more proper term for them to say that that's unacceptable. It's like un- unacceptable to talk about gay people at that point. I don't know. The Japanese, they still don't like you calling them Japs, though. That's pretty, pretty descriptive. Yeah, I guess. Uh, So you can't say homosexual, but here's another sentence that you identified. Lancaster City Council President Izzy Smith Wade L, who identifies as queer. So queer is fine. Homosexual is out. Okay, uh, that those are the new rules, I suppose. 
If you're confused by all of this, get a load of this sentence that, that you also caught. This is a doozy. Remember, the guy's name is gay. Ballard, who uses the pronoun they and gay, their fiance, <laughs> said they felt targeted. So point of point of clarification, since they refers just to Ballard, <laughs> did gay also feel targeted? That's unclear. <laughs> and if gay was targeted, is that because he's gay or is that because he's a gay? And remember, he isn't gay. He's engaged to a woman. <laughs> it's such a I, great story. Trying to follow this mental gymnastics. I feel like I'm drunk. Yeah. Well, here is another great story. They're just I, I should have shaved these down, but there were just too many. I couldn't get rid of these in Kentucky. State Representative Charles Booker won the Democratic nomination to challenge Rand Paul for his Senate seat in the fall. Yeah. yeah. He just won that nomination on uh, May 17th, and he's already going big. He put out an ad in which he's actually wearing a noose describing how Rand Paul and others plan to continue victimizing black people with it. The pain of our past persists to this day. In Kentucky, like many states throughout the South, lynching was a tool of terror. It was used to kill my ancestors. I have become the first black Kentuckian to receive the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate. Do we move forward together? Or do we let politicians like Rand Paul forever hold us back and drive us apart? In November, we will choose healing. We will choose Kentucky. Oh. <laughs> He's really not going to like getting electorally lynched in November. It's going to be really bad. Oh, my God. Uh, you now, know, I, I have ancestors that were um, slave owners in Kentucky. They owned a salt mine and they had tons of slaves. Andrew, I did not know that. Well, yeah, the Willis Hargraves. Oh, okay. Could have taken care of the situation. <laughs> well, point of fact, Rand Paul uh, actually co-sponsored and voted for the federal anti-lynching bill that was signed by Biden. In March. So he's not even <laughs> right about that. As though anybody thought that Rand Paul was like pro-lynching or something. But just he's very wrong about that. Uh, also, point of fact, there hasn't been uh, a lynching of any kind in Kentucky. There hasn't been a public hanging since 1936. And that wasn't even since a... 2021. A, that wasn't a 22. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're, you're, since. I thought you were saying current year. You're saying there was one last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Just slid under the radar. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Got no, yeah. no press. Uh, but anyways, this, and this last one in Kentucky in 1936, wasn't even a lynching in the mob sense, uh, because the guy who was, who was hanged, uh, Rainey Bethay was convicted of murder and robbery. So he, he had a trial. It wasn't a lynch mob type thing. At some point it is time to move on. But interestingly, MSNBC is slamming this candidate, this Charles Booker guy for the opposite reason that he's being disrespectful to lynchings that are still too fresh. Their headline in their op-ed pages says using lynching imagery to get votes disrespects black people living and dead. You scroll down and uh, the story uh, reads in part. This is not ancient history. These were people who were in my grandfather's and great grandfather's generations who were killed by the parents and great parents, great uh, parents and grandparents of the so-called greatest generation, maybe even killed by members of that generation itself. This is from Jesse Holland at MSNBC. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Current polling shows that Rand Paul leads Charles Booker in his reelection effort by 16 points. We shall see if this noose strategy pays off. 
All right. Lastly, last one is uh, it's not a hoax either. It's just a hilarious story of similar theme in Honolulu, Hawaii. There must not be a lot of significant news to talk about because local ABC's top story on Friday was a guy with supposed uh, fuck BLM license plates who will not surrender the plates to police. That's it. Yeah. Evening, our top story tonight, this symbol of hate on Oahu's roads that should have been gone almost a year ago. Yeah, you might remember the story that we first brought you last August. You see right there that offensive license plate that we're talking about. It was approved by the city and county of Honolulu, essentially saying FBLM or Black Lives Matter. After our initial story went viral, the city told us the plate was recalled and would have to be surrendered by the driver. Yeah, we thought that would be the end of the story, but recently people contacted us again telling us those plates are still out on the road, so we looked into it again, and the story's new at nine. The city and county admitted the plate never should have been allowed in the first place. Any combination of the F word should automatically be rejected. From there, officials recalled the plates and sent the owner three letters to surrender the offending plates. We now know those letters were ignored. At this point, the car's registration and safety check are both expired. HPD tells us they're aware of the recalled plate, but they can't go on to private property to get them. They can, though, pull him over on public roads. And if you claim to be the Aloha State and HPD represents that Aloha, then do something about this kind of stuff. And the the fact that you didn't, right, may may be more proof that his license plate may be correct, you know, that that our lives don't matter, that our feelings don't matter, that these types of things can be uh, publicly done. If you see that car, you can report it to police. Now a hold has been placed on the vehicle's registration on any further renewals until he surrenders those plates. Meanwhile, police say they haven't caught the driver to get those plates just yet. What an awesome guy. I want to meet the guy. <laughs> he seems like does a, that. a real Did you legend. You hear what that yeah. black guy said? It doesn't, you don't care about our lives. You don't care about our feelings. Your feelings and your lives, totally different things. Uh, yeah. He's a professor at the University of Hawaii or some college there, by the way. Um, but yeah, if my feelings get hurt, that means my life doesn't matter. Have you tried not getting your feelings hurt? It's pretty great. Yeah. I, I would recommend it. Uh, but yeah, as though as though valuing your life means that I can't say anything critical ever. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I thought it was hilarious in the in this news piece. This is far too offensive for public viewing, which is why we're putting it in <laughs> full screen display for a significant portion of the story. These and journalists, I, gosh, do they ever look at like the stories they're covering and they're like, I'm really doing the important work. They seem enthused about it. I don't know. I, I get I get the rule. Seriously speaking, I get the rule from the state about the F word. If you want to have this profanity rule. OK, but why? I, I guess my question is, why is this automatically racism? I can't oppose BLM <clears throat> without being racist. being racist. Could could I have a license plate? I know it's too many characters, but what if my license plate said I oppose BLM? Would that be acceptable or is that what if it racist? said like fuck whitey would this be <laughs> that's, happening that's expedited you get that one made I know. Immediately. <laughs> yeah really you don't and even have to register your vehicle anymore it just does it automatically for the next decade to that professor's point aren't we the aloha state how the hell is black lives matter part of uh the aloha spirit i suppose they we're talking about a billion dollars worth of riot damage 25 people dead in just 2020 alone how is that how is that part of some aloha spirit and I know this point is tongue in cheek, but you have to allow a person to define the meaning of their own message. And how do we know that this guy just hasn't had a very long dispute with the Bureau of Land Management like the Bundys? We we don't. He's not talked. He's not said anything that this is Black Lives Matter. We've simply inferred that. And I, I don't if you're Samoan, most Hawaiians are Samoan, right? Is that there? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, All those like Pacific what, Island things. I don't know. What do you have in common with like American blacks? 
Yeah, Why make I, this alliance? It doesn't make any sense. Just because you guys are like slightly darker than than my shade of skin, suddenly you have all of these uh, philosophical things in common and shit. And you should ally against white people. Why? Yeah. I do you want to stop white tourism to Hawaii? Tell me that you do, and we'll see how well <laughs> you guys proved, do that. They proved that with their response to Corona. They absolutely want to stop tourism to Hawaii. Um. And even if he does hate BLM, if his license plate says, I hate BLM, who cares? That means he's cool. Yeah. So to that guy, not that I expect that he'll hear this, but in the off chance I ever reach his ear, never ah, surrender those plates because they are a relic now. I hope he has hidden them somewhere for his personal collection. Totally I would buy them. I, I would be willing to pay $200 well, for those. As I mentioned earlier, I have more important bills. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I want these plates. Uh, I, I want do. these plates. And I would, uh, I'd be willing to figure out a way to obtain them if the, opportun- if the opportunity came about. Anyway, we're, we're behind schedule, so let's get to the movie review. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man... We'll finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is the 1987 action drama RoboCop, in which a Detroit police officer is brutally murdered by a criminal gang, but is revived by a weapons development corporation as a cyborg and then patrols the streets mercilessly, fighting crime and searching for his lost identity. From movie picker Kyle, a bloody, brutal sci-fi action movie set in a dystopian future, surprisingly accurate in its portrayal of what Detroit would become. It's also a good commentary on violence itself. Just an all-around fun movie that comes from a rather ridiculous plot. As always, your review and your better than Jurassic Park rating. <laughs> I love this movie. It's a perfect combination of hilarious 80s style ultraviolence with some lighthearted humor. Um, and then it all all the while they kind they kind of make this, this somewhat belabored point about um, the dangers of removing the human component from police work and from work like that, um, which I liked. And you kind of don't know where the movie's going and it doesn't take itself too seriously and the viewer can chill out a little bit and doesn't have to go on this like other dimension psychological thriller ride. It's it's not terribly difficult to watch. It's not like a huge emotional investment. Um, it's up there with his other films. He made Total Recall. He made Starship Troopers. Did he? I love them both. Yeah. Really? I didn't know it was the same guy. Um, that surprised Voorhees, me. I think his name is Voorhees. Um, yeah. uh, Robocop shouldn't be passed up. Four out of five. Loved the- it. You've already tipped your hand about, <laughs> about not liking this. Okay. Where do I? Well, first of all. Um, you're, you're right that I, I'm not a big fan, but uh, you're you are also right that the violence, the over to the top violence, is hilarious. But I couldn't figure out: is it supposed to be funny or is it's it a little supposed spoofy. to be yeah. brutal? I mean, just all the examples: uh, the the first, the glitch killing where the guy is just machine gunned into meat. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Were you laughing? The oh, and the death of Murphy, where he gets his hand shot off, and then he just becomes more <laughs> buckshot than man as they just won't stop shooting him with, with shotguns. Uh, the the uh, the death of Emil, the melting, the weird like skin melting off, and then he's explosively decapitated by yeah by uh, the the main villain guy uh, Red from that '70s show hitting him with a car. Yeah, yeah. He, I like that he played this evil character too. And. Uh, and I also loved the, the the moment when um 
Boddicker, the main villain, con- uh, confronts and murders Morton, the other guy at the corporation. And I, I, they're, they're all doing coke. He's doing coke off those like 50 year old women. And he, the, the villain walks in and is like, bitches, leave. And they all, they yeah. all get up and they're kind of oblivious. Like, hey, will you call me on the way out as he's about to be murdered? It was just a really funny scene. Now, the what I didn't like here, there's just maybe I missed it. I, I just <laughs> feel like for a movie that is supposed to have uh some supposed complexity about the themes of what it, what it means to be human about corporate control of justice. All of that stuff just fell really flat to me and really went nowhere. I didn't find a lot of, uh, a lot of meaning in that. Like it, it, like Murphy is supposed to be, uh, is supposed to demonstrate, I suppose that being a man is more than just the skin suit in which you live. It's about a soul and it's about your human connections. As I'll get to, I don't think that those points were really tied up. He didn't demonstrate a lot of humanity. He just kind of walked around looking for it. And then this stuff about like a corporation controlling justice, that was sort of, it's not that there are no moral themes there, but I didn't really understand the messaging. Is it saying that any corporation would be corrupt and bad, just this one? And or why is it necessarily worse than the sort of political corruption that we've seen in Detroit anyway? Right. So I wasn't particularly satisfied by what I think were supposed to be broad <sighs> themes of this movie. I, I'm well. You tell me. I wouldn't pretend to say that you approve this without asking you about it. I thought the female lead was god awful atrocious. Well, she's the, unattractive. Lewis, the cop. Yeah. Which I normally would complain about, but I, I just love RoboCop. I'll, okay. I'll tell you. Well, I just again, we have a woman fighting men as the central premise. I know the guy was handcuffed. But that just pissed me off. Like, thank God grandma haircut is on the thin blue line. We have it under control here. (laughs) Except we don't because her incompetence is central to Murphy's entire incident. If she makes a proper arrest and doesn't get bitch slapped into unconsciousness, then Murphy isn't isolated. And maybe Murphy actually makes it out and he isn't killed in the horrific way that he is. So I just hated her character. I also didn't like to me uh, the, the big points weren't tied up. So the central, a central point of the movie is Murphy's search for his family and his identity through his family. And we're supposed to sympathize with him as he revisits his old house and he tries to remember. In the end, there's no resolution. He just shoots a guy and says that his name is Murphy. And I guess my question for the movie is, why am I supposed to take this family element seriously if we don't get a lot of resolution on the family piece? Well, why do you have to have resolution? There's no resolution for him. And he said, I am Murphy because he had rediscovered the part of his humanity that was taken from him. His death, his dignified death was taken from him. (laughs) I didn't feel, I didn't feel like the family theme was, was, uh, thoroughly or well done. And he was a man with a life without that. How would he have, he have found himself and who he was before? I just, we, we almost, we see almost nothing about his family either. We don't even know who they are or, or what sort of influence they had. But on it doesn't life. matter just, because that's how he figured it out. I guess. I don't know. I, I was not a fan of that. Uh, I also, oh my we didn't gosh. get a lot of closure on kill Matt. I hate Lewis and I, I hope that she bleeds out, but she Holy doesn't. Holy shit. <laughs> she doesn't. She's in future movies. I get it. But I also thought that that was kind of unclear. He, he, uh, Robocop Murphy implies when he, when he says they'll fix you when she's shot up, that she'll be okay. But there's no demonstration unless I missed it of her extraction of a hospital visit of her recovery. Mm. It's just like, is Lewis okay? I don't know who cares. Whatever. M- move along. Uh, catchy line or meaningful line to close, I guess. And we're out of here. So for me, it was a uh, two wiki experience. Wiki, wiki. 
the violence it's definitely not for me dog the violence was funny that's about all i got out of this movie was just to chuckle at the ridiculous gore but you loved total recall yeah but total recall had had much more depth in its themes and much more depth in its meaning and uh did, total recall was before this movie wasn't it was total recall 86 or I can't was remember. it after it was mid to late 80s i forget i think it was late 80s maybe 89 yeah maybe it was after this uh, you might this be is right. um really bumming me out anyway I, well i thought you would like it it has like good 80s cheese and yeah the uh early vote is uh it's i suppose it's generally positive it's not as low as i rated it certainly um it's a pretty even split about 30 percent each for three four and five so people do generally like it not a lot of votes uh, in the early vote for one or two wiki ratings so people like it better than i uh, than i did next week is a few good men uh, i've never seen that i have not either but i gather it's it sounds like it might be something i'll enjoy because it's about as far as i understand um conflicts between orders and moral conscience and those are mm. themes that uh I certainly appreciate. So we'll huh, Nancy Allen was actually pretty hot in other films. Definitely not in this movie. Maybe it's the fault of the producers for <laughs> for uh, maybe she was post wall. Maybe they waited too long. Yeah, I looked it up and she was like thirty eight too, or something like that. Oh the yeah, there movie. it is. And the short hair is no good. Yeah. Uh, She's after too old. Yeah. after that, the nominees for June uh, from Kyle remaining nominees are the Jerk Psycho Eight Millimeter Boogie Nights Frailty Any Given Sunday, or of course you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, or sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do all of that is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description. And on the homepage of the website, that is mattchristensenmedia.com. That will do it. And we have to catch up with our chatters. And if you win, we will have an opportunity to uniquely destroy your childhood favorites. <laughs> Apparently, that's what we do on the show. I can't lie. And I, I never, I don't try to write reviews aiming for a particular audience reaction because that's just, that's dishonest. But there's no doubt that when I write negative reviews, people go read them. <laughs> That's the stuff oh, really? I, oh yeah. People love, well, I don't know if they love to read the hate or they hate to read the hate, but it's the hate that makes them want to head on over and voice their counterpoints. Whenever I write a four or five wiki review, there's never, you know, a bunch of comments that are like great review. I really agree. If I hate a movie, they're like, fuck you. You're wrong. So I fully expect, <laughs> fully expect that this time. You heard it here. Matt really loves the negative attention. Well, <clears throat> that's, but that's the point. That's that's why we do this. Is uh, yeah, it's fun to have fun. In theory, we're basically a community here that generally agrees about uh, a set of values, or at least I don't know. We all agree on not doing drag shows for kids. Maybe that's the common ground that we have. <laughs> but this is a place where we can all kind of hash out in sort of a politically, in, in a, outside of politics, sort of like sports. That's why sports are fun is because you can have rivalries within That's sports true. that aren't political. You can have rivalries or competing opinions within movies that aren't political. Fine. Although liking Robocop more than Jurassic Park is just, I mean, that's lunacy. I will never get over that, but okay. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, under, I, that's, that's exactly how I feel. About, about uh, Blade <clears throat> Runner. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Are you ready to go on YouTube or you need a moment? No, we have a billion super chats and I do have to okay. be out of here by 830 because I'm going to try to spend some time with my daughter. I will finish up. Um, it, and I totally understand. And I, I'm sure the audience does as well. 
Let me. I just want to um, get those little cuddles in before she goes to bed, even though sure. she does. She has no idea it's her birthday. <laughs> oh, she doesn't even understand yet. No. All right. Because I well, keep asking, like, how old are you? And she's like nine. <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> getting there. That's close. Um, that's a better explanation than my son can offer. He's not there yet. Um, yeah. Just real quick over on Tippy Stream, and then we'll get to YouTube. Canadian Egg says, uh, the problem in Canada is that handguns are classified as restricted firearms, and all restricteds have to be registered so the government knows who has what. Mm. If they want to confiscate, they have the full list. Yeah, fair point, mm. and I'm glad you made that because I didn't know that. And uh, there's going to be a what next after they do this, and that sounds like the what next. Wyoming Dirtbag says, longtime listener and lurker, love the show. Well, thank you for that. And uh, perhaps I'll see you down in Wyoming sometime soon where I have to flee to be surrounded by a whole lot of nothing, which is one of the great many attractions of the state of Wyoming, being surrounded by a whole lot of nothing. I find it very enticing. Um, (laughs) Seriously, I do. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck says uh don't downgrade your joke matt pride month is all about celebrating anal <laughs> in honor of pride let's make the room stink well if oh! anyone if anyone could improve the joke which wasn't particularly well written it would be knuckle hunky buck who consistently ri- writes some of the most clever chat jokes out there stormy heart says in canada we actually have no right to self-defense guns are for hunting or targets only it's a privilege uh, a privilege is a matter of law. He's saying, um, or she, I shouldn't presume would like to explain the details to you in an, in an email. If you're curious, it's beyond crazy. Love the show. You guys rock. My support is overdue. Well, thank you for that. Thank and, you so um, much. sure. You're welcome to send me an email anytime. I, I do my best with being uh, responsive with those emails. So just give me a little bit of time and I will, uh, I will have a look, but we're all set there. Thank you. Uh, stormy heart. And let's catch up with YouTube to the degree that you are able did you read this Das Pooch one? Was it sent in another in loving memory of Marvin Haymeyer? Yeah. Th- you read that one? Or I think that was what you left off on because it was the or was that Phil? Maybe it was Phil. This might be a new one. We might ah, it's the a immortal new killdozer on the anniversary yesterday yeah. of his day fighting back going out in a blaze of glory. Godspeed, dear man. <laughs> I think that's a different one, actually. Yeah, that is a different tribute to Marvin. The Thank you, Mr. reasonable Pooch. man doing unreasonable mm. things. Uh, Robin D. Banks, I vote we call June Monkeypox Month in honor of simians everywhere. Also, Mike Pence was right and Pride Month was another thing the Muslims were right about. I know. Did he say that? <laughs> no, I think I think the uh, another thing the Muslims were right about is an addendum. Oh, okay. I wonder what the Pence quote is. Thunderstorm. Just remember, everybody uh, that has existed has pooped their pants at least once. I'm sure. Uh, the real JQ is the Star of David two triangle sixty nine. <laughs> I like that. That's very, speaking of family friendly, that's very family friendly. Or is James, it? I don't know. I don't know. Listener meetup. It's more Susan in, acceptable. That's for sure. It is. It is. I don't think we're going to get um, docked on this. Docked? Uh, I've got pride on the month. Or on the mind. Pride month on the mind. Pride on the month. Yes. Uh, pride on the month. Uh, yeah. Listener meet in Southwest Florida next weekend, next Saturday, the 11th. Come by Shoeless Joe's in Fort Myers at 1230 if you would like to come to the meetup. That's Shoeless ah. Joe's, Fort Myers, 1230. Thank you, James. Uh, I t- who was the chatter on that? James. Uh, I tell you what, James, if you can send me an email uh, and then if anybody is interested in info on the, this is South Florida. Where is it? Uh, Southwest Florida. Southwest Florida. If anybody's interested in that, send me an email. I'll connect you guys to make sure that you get the proper information. So, when was the uh, last time you pooped your pants? 
Uh, I'm I'm sure there have been events as an adult, but I couldn't give you a specific one. You know, when you seriously, get, it's when so you, demoralizing. When you get sick, it's never like a full on baby, but you know, things slip out. That happens. Yeah, like when you're. I got norovirus when I had COVID, and the force <laughs> of vomiting made me shit my pants. <laughs> well, great story. Compelling, compelling and rich. rich. I know you love your gross medical stories. That's a good one. Oh, it was terrible. But then I gave it to everybody else and all of them shit their pants too. And so it made Ah. me feel better. All right. Um, Thunderstorm. I remember Uh, black magic. I was in charge of the jeopardy categories. I would make sure rhymes with shoes (laughs) was right next to potent potables every night. Answer the group behind inflation, black magic. Oh my God. He's naughty. He snuck that one through. All right. Um, Mark Allen, what's the difference between a golf ball and a Subaru? A golf ball can be driven 300 yards. What? Subarus are very reliable. That's like one of their main selling points. Yeah. Don't make fun of Matt's lesbian car. Yeah. I love to give Rob Gay and his his gay wife rides around all the time. <laughs> uh, Laurel, here's a little money to help you get through this. Um, use it to plant a garden. I've been working my rear end off in my garden and it's going well. I know you have a big yard. I have an okay size yard, but it is full shade. I can't grow anything. Uh, uh, big is a relative term, but I have something like a quarter acre to work with and you can grow things on a quarter acre. That's for sure. I appreciate it very much, Laurel. And uh, of course, uh, if people are looking for a great stream to tune into, uh, usually before our stream on Wednesday and Sunday night, you can check out Laurel's channel and Laurel. I hope, um, I hope everything's going well with your, uh, new home in Michigan and everything yeah. that entails. So thank you, Laurel. Appreciate that? it very much. I'm pretty sure it's a big state. She's not going to get tracked down. Behina fam says, stop shilling, start the show. These super chats are from the beginning of the show. Oh shit. Well, oh, man. I'm sorry. I trust me. I don't intend to do it anymore. Um, do Thank what? you for supporting the show. So I don't oh, have show? to do it anymore. I appreciate it. <laughs> Amanda, I would lose it without you guys. Take my money. Thank you, Amanda. We really appreciate that. Thank you, Amanda. Appreciate it. Irish Nat. Halloween costume idea this year to stay relevant. Dresses Johnny Depp with a satchel made out of a bed sheet with an unwrapped Snickers inside. <laughs> Go as Johnny Crapple Sheet. Extra effort if smeared. Lots of poop talk tonight, but I'm, I'm no. That was the it. dog, though. Never forget that was the dog. Amber Heard was framed. She didn't shit the bed. It was the dog. It was her tiny little whatever dog she has with a human yeah. sized poop in the bed. It, it's a punitive shitting, though, which is is like a poop I can get behind. <sighs> Got it. Laurel, by the way, I do still watch your show religiously, even if I haven't been posting as much. The boyfriend and I watch together in his living room, which is great, but makes it hard to post. Shout out to my Matt. Hey, guys, mm. thanks for watching. If you made it this long. <clears throat> All the best, Laurel. Thank you. Ramian, no, no. Thank you, sir or ma'am. Alan Henderson, love the content. The blonde ain't bad either, even if I just told you that I put my pants recently. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Think of something. Been a huge fan for four years. Wanted to let you know that I found another base gay after calling in years ago asking for mm. advice on dating. We're getting married soon. Wow. Thank you so much for being great. Well, because of my religious convictions, I um, can't condone that, but I am pretty happy about it. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you for uh, your support for the show. Appreciate it very much. Gym director. I'd rather just call you a homo every week for 10 bucks than drink from your mug. Love you guys. Uh, hey, did you hear about that huge fertilizer spill? Super weird, huh? Is that another one? Uh, or is that the explosion you were talking about earlier? No, th- those were months ago. 
So there's a new one. Okay. But but he said food factory. Um, oh, well, that might be Laurel. the the poultry place. Who knows? There's so many. They all run together. <laughs> Laurel says, to my Matt, if you're downstairs watching the show, come up here. My phone is charging and I'm casting to the TV from my phone. So I can't text you. Come upstairs. <laughs> what? <laughs> he probably hasn't even made it this far in the show. This was like that three message has hours to be ago. old too. Yeah. <laughs> but resourceful laurel thank yeah, you resourceful thank you esoteric unbound i'm not that worried about the dems gc push it's obviously a desperation ploy to get their base agitated and like the roe case all it's achieved so far is to get the media to show us their asses they're hoping to stampede the established republicans into going along while mcconnell is unprincipled he's too sharp to commit an unforced poll error <clears throat> the current dem brand is shit and only a fool Wants that on his shoes. I love you, Esoterica, but these are so hard to read because they're all. But that was insightful. And I think, and I it think was it's, insightful, yeah. Yeah, but I and I think it's correct too. I, I am I worried <laughs> that they're going to pass some sweeping change? No, but I am worried yeah. that they're going to pass some unrelated uh, bullshit that doesn't really matter and isn't really you know it's another notch tighter for the federal government's grip yeah. on a lot of this Agreed. stuff and. I oppose that on principle, but I also don't see the political wisdom in doing it. Why would Republicans grant anything politically right now? There is no strength within the Democratic Party. They are poised to get absolutely wrecked. You don't have to appease these people in any way as a matter of politics. So why would you? Right. We'll see if they decide to. I don't know. Um, thank you for that. Uh, Robin D. Banks, every other month, nothing normal. June, twiddle D, deedle Dennis. I have come to suck your penis. Sorry about <laughs> spelling mistakes. Susan wouldn't let me post otherwise. Ah, that was a rhyme that he had to alter. I see. So. I read it as written. Yeah. Okay. The Thank meaning you, was, the meaning came across. We, Thank you. we feel it in our hearts. Yeah. Uh, Adam King, no note. Uh, thank you. Amazing llama. Uh, multiple you run the world committed fast walkers. Jack up our violent crime rates. Fast walkers. Is that the new? <laughs> okay. I think they have joined forces and formed the Patrick Ewing Institute. <laughs> mm. I, I'm not sure I completely understand, but I gather enough here. Patrick Ewing's a famous NBA player. You may not know. I don't understand any of this. Yeah. Um, thank you, Mr. Lama. Esoteric Unbound. Pray for our friends up north, though. It doesn't appear anything can stop metrosexual Mussolini <laughs> other than a really bad hair day. He's done great so far in getting his party cowed and isolating his opponents. I know it's remarkable that he's effective because he seems like such a fag, you know, like nobody would ever follow him because he's so effeminate. Hmm. But here we are. Das Pooch. Here's another one just to say that I subbed on your website. If I can support Henrik and Lana monthly, I can do it for you two lovable bundles of sticks, too. I love that we're you friends. You talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded. <laughs> that clip is really good. Speaking of bundles of sticks, thank you, Das Pooch. You. I appreciate that very much. Jay, another person that sent us a large donation but has said nothing to us. Thank you, Jay. That is, yeah, uh, amazing. We love you. <laughs> You're very You're special. Thank you kindly. Appreciate it. Not that. all heroes wear capes. Uh, incompetent hands. 30. A writer walked by the WB lot and asked what they were making. They said it's about a cop who hunts robots that look human. He wrote the opposite. Hence, RoboCop. The movie he asked about, Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are related in that way. Yeah, I suppose. <gasps> Surprised you didn't like both of them. A rich. I wonder if Biden will tell the Nigerians to knock it off with the mass shootings. They're running the Democrats. This only happens in America campaign narrative yeah. in the midterms. And- Did you hear that one? It was a yeah. big church shooting, apparently. Like 50 people killed, yeah. is the reporting. Uh, 
Simple, Dan forever. I'm a garter to school arm with a lung remover and a BP vest. Cocked, locked, ready to rock. Tinfoil question is, where did Jobless Dropout get 5K to buy high-end weapons? It was $7,000 that he spent. It was seven. Wow, that's <clears throat> higher than I, kind of the math I put together in my head. I did that's not have $7,000 until I was like 27. That's a lot of saving for the part-time gig at uh, Wendy's. That's for sure. But uh, I'm sure he used a debit card. There's nothing else to see here. He used a debit card. Yeah, that's true. Donate 2K. Okay, Matt, here's almost $10 to keep you afloat. <laughs> Repent and give life of Brian five wikis and I'll send 20. Change Dr. Strangelove to five wikis and cha-ching. What did you give Dr. Strangelove? Oh, I also gave that a one. That one sucked ah! ass. That was, Dr. Strangelove might be the worst movie of them all. It was god Jurassic awful. Jurassic Park is the worst movie of them <laughs> okay. all. I, I, you know, um, I'd like to say I will never sell movie ratings. Um, Who knows? But, you know, so, Biden's economy is what it is. So you check back in a few months and uh, maybe we can make a deal. I'll have an OnlyFans. We'll be selling pictures of our feet. Uh, Where, when is Amber Heard's OnlyFans dropping? I'm sure that's coming out very soon. She's 35, so I think that ship is sailed. Well, uh, she's, Simpsons, she's not going to have a choice. She's she's financially destroyed and she has no career prospect. It's just a 24-7 feed of her shitting on a bed. That's exactly it. you got to maximize it. Amber Heard shits <laughs> on a bed. You pay her. Maybe the she Simpsons. does a traveling service. You know, there used to be a thing. Um, where you could, there was a zoo that allowed you to buy a gallon of certain animal shit and send it to people's houses or businesses. Like someone you don't like, that you want to send so them animal smart. shit. A zoo did it. Amber Heard could make a traveling bed shitting service. Hey, you got a boyfriend you don't like? Hey, your girlfriend cheat on you? I will shit in that person's bed for the low, low price of 20 bucks. Amber Heard. Got to be a smart wow. businesswoman at this point. But I mean, how much, how much do you, do you poop though? Like once a well, day, you can't make a business on $20 a day. Maybe. So you up your rates. You say, listen, I can only poop so much. 100 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever. You make, you know, you make a few hundred dollars a day. Suddenly you have a viable, sustainable income. <clears throat> and all of that money would just be garnished by Johnny Depp. <laughs> Appropriate. Justice. In a grand stroke of irony. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons since 1990. We just are. We've arrived at June, the most insufferable month of the year. Hot weather, LGBTQP Federation screaming from the rooftops. Single mothers and feminists trying to hijack Father's Day 25 to go. I don't know. February really gives June a run for its money. At least it's summer. Well, and don't forget before the end of June here, we're going to get the row decision, too. So that's another June wild card. Ooh. Yeah. Get ready. <clears throat> it's going to be a June to remember. Alan Williams, this old boomer so looks forward to your show every Sunday. So please hang in there. I just subbed your site. Thanks for all the great work you two. Thank you, sir. Oh, well. Maybe I'll lay off boomers. I did do a lot of shit talking. We boomers love you. Earlier today. You're very special. Thank you uh, very they much. Like and Costco um, so much. They love Costco. <laughs> I, I love Costco, too. The pizza is excellent. Uh, and you don't like Costco pizza? No. What the fuck? Costco is a boomer obscenity. We should burn them all to the oh ground. Oh, my God. I'm just going to. Excess, waste, I'm just lack gonna... of value, Chinese nonsense, BPA, Tylates. Out of appreciation for our audience, Thanks, I'm Alan. just going to allow you to continue so we can get to their chats. Maybe um, Alan really hates Costco, in which case, I apologize, Alan. Laurel, thanks to Black Magic for telling my Matt to come upstairs. He's up here now. Well, he went to put the chickens away, but he'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you, Laurel. I, it's, I'm going to go work at, at Laurel's chicken farm, you know, yeah, if Biden's really. economy gets any tougher. That's where I'm heading. And uh, then you can sell all the chicken shit 
to Amber Heard. Yes, I, helping everybody, really. Yeah. Kyle Petey, a lot of the same people who say these shootings are a social contagion will deny the social contagion aspect of trans people despite one getting a month long, longer positive coverage and the other always negative yeah. coverage. Yeah. I'm sure there's some truth to that. You're right. PD says, how many dollars a month for Matt to stop hating great movies? <laughs> He's so principled. I figured it out. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of money. He won't the, He won't even use the fear of going to hell to make him believe in God. That's how principled <laughs> Matt is. Well, we'll see if the Bible study corrects that, you know. Uh, but, um, man, is the business model going to become movie ratings for sale? <laughs> I, I appreciate the support and the jest. Thank you for that. Um, America 76, here's some shekels. Your movie taste is questionable at best, but we'll stick around. I guess. All right. Then. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm doing my, at least I'm being honest, man. I'm not trying to hate for the sake of hating or trying to love for the sake of loving. I'm, I'm trying to give my honest impression. Thank you, man. Stevie AF, we must conform to Globo Homo, which he, Wrote in a hilarious way. <laughs> yeah. By chopping off our giblets, uh, aerodynamic crotches are the way ahead. I agree. I agree. Mm. Futuristic. Stags, it, it, yeah, totally. Uh, Mojack420. So has anyone answered how an 18-year-old had seven dollars to $9,000 to drop on two guns, ammo, mags, plate carrier, new iPhone 13 Max? Didn't know fast food paid that kind of cash. Yeah. Fed, 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 fed. Uh, no, he paid with a debit card that has been, uh, that has been cleanly and clearly answered. There are no questions to be asked whatsoever. Fed, 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 fed. Bahina fam. Amber Heard is more broke than this show, but you don't see her shilling. <laughs> yeah. Just wait two weeks until you can pay 35 cents for a picture of her asshole and then yeah. we'll have a different conversation, right? That's true. But you know, uh, we, we've never pretended to have dignity on this show. When, when was that? When was that? No, no. Uh, I've never pretended to have oh. dignity on this show. Okay, so close enough. Um, Robin D. Banks. Dang's bag it with that Sussman thing and how they're talking about Amber. We need to show them we can nullify juries too. Left is guilty. Not left. Not guilty. I hate it, but we must until justice returns. <laughs> I hmm. agree. I, I agree with that. Wow. Uh, totally. Boogeyman917 says, I doubt it. There's a sounder I haven't heard in a long time. Oh, uh, you got that one hanging around. Yeah, there it is. I made sure to include it. I doubt it. Dan Allenwood, increase my family support for the show. It's been part of our lives for years. FYI, my card expired in April, but the website never notified me. I got emails as if the payment went through. I'm sorry to hear that, Dan. Well, thanks for supporting. And if you got emails that the 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 transaction went through, then it did go through. I don't know how it did post um, expiration of your card. But an email means that the transaction processed. If you have any questions about whether or not that's true, of course, you're welcome to email me and I can verify that um, from my end. But uh, in any case, thank you for uh, for your support for the show and all the best to your family. <clears throat> yep. Robin D. Banks, my fellow geraniums, we must pass gum control. No more yeetles popping with the fully auto mass caliber clips firing 60 <laughs> gorillion rounds per gorillion. second. Remember the Alamo? Where am I? <laughs> thank you. Gorillion. Uh, he's right. really disoriented. Chuck, yeah, uh, chunky. That Gita. was four days ago, five days, five days ago. Shut up and take my money. Okay. We will. Thank you. Adam Ruth. Also, no note. Not all heroes wear capes. Thank you, sir. Uh, Jozo Zavko worked with an EMT who told me nine millimeter usually goes straight through and is easiest to deal with while he hated 22 
Long rifle, uh, the yeah. most due to its ability to bounce around inside the victim. Lots of damage, hard to treat in the streets. I bet shotguns are also terrible, but you're nobody's like doing drive-bys with shotguns, are they? Uh, I don't know, but uh, well, I saw, you know, if it's anything like what was depicted in RoboCop, shotguns are, are pretty gnarly. Yeah. No, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of truth to that, that, that if you're, if you're <laughs> shot up with 22, there's probably going to be a lot of projectiles lodged in you in exactly the way that, uh, well, I don't know. I can't even remember what the hell Joe said. And frankly, it doesn't matter. I don't need to give more. <laughs> I don't need to give more legitimacy to his bizarre claim of what a trauma surgeon told him 20 years ago in New York, whatever. <laughs> I know. Uh, warrior Biatch. Ah. I don't have much here, but uh, here's your tip. God bless and much love to you both. Please say a prayer for my daughter who just learned she is pregnant and is sober for 110 hmm. days. She is scared and stress i will pray for her and uh, that's great that she's sober you know 110 days that's not nothing you got to start somewhere and i really hope that um her daughter gives her the strength and the responsibility to to stay sober for the rest of her life so um i will pray for her and thank you for that congratulations um, to your family and thanks for yep. supporting the show black magic i'll take rhymes with shoes for 500 alex we can't even say rhyme anymore this is getting so polluted I know a black magic. I can't, I can't read these Two a education. I haven't been able to catch a live in a while lately, but have enjoyed the replays. I hope you guys are good. We hope you're doing well as well. Well, thank you, man. And of course, all the best to you as well. And, uh, speaking of quality content in the audience, if you like, uh, second amendment material, uh, and, and streams, I think he's, I think he's still going live on Friday nights or does commonly in any case, I know he's still streaming, but, uh, you can check out two AEDU if you are, are interested in that. <clears throat> Evan M. Don't get hung up on the slippery slope being a logical fallacy. If you need a babysitter, it's technically an ad hominem. If you refuse to hire a sex offender, you can use heuristics and that's okay. Maybe that's true. I'm not really hung up on it being a logical fallacy anymore. I don't know. No, that's know. bullshit. It's just acknowledging that certain premises lead to certain conclusions following the logic. That's yeah. it's not a fallacy. That's actually solid logical analysis that's it totally well unfortunately on the episode where we shilled and everybody gave us tons of super chats i have to leave i have to leave i just want to spend a little time with my daughter on her birthday before she goes to bed um thank you guys so much i really appreciate it and i'm sorry i'm out of here a little bit early but um so i think it's chats. Uh, what a good problem to have right understandable and i think most people will uh will allow it myself included so happy birthday to emmeline and thank you um guys. I will stick around and catch up with your chats before I am out of here. So fear Thanks. not. My last one was Mark Wiseman. All right. I will. Uh, next up is Trav. And oh, he doesn't have anything to say about Jurassic Park. So I guess we'll hear from that. <laughs> Bye, okay. guys. Well, yeah. Have a good night. Thanks. Okay. Thank you guys for your understanding with uh, Blonde's departure. But uh, let's get to the rest of your chats. We'll call it a night. Trav to the world says the Democrat position is that deranged people should not have access to guns. Only to your children to teach them. <laughs> yeah. Those deranged people get uh, access to children unquestioned. Son of the wolf says wholesome super chat. My wife and I are expecting our first son in November and really close. We're really close to finding a farm. 2022 is shaping up to be good. Well, that is fantastic on both fronts. Congratulations to your family, uh, both for growing and for building independence. Those are, those are great accomplishments, especially in such uh well in a, in, in a year like 2022. That's great. Uh, the Mike David smoke show 
Thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Eric Burns Marsh says, speaking of fatherly magazine, have either of you read the article low testosterone is good for men? I have not seen that, but it sounds like it would be published in fatherly magazine. If I understand their material correctly, uh, I'll have to check that out. Robin D bank says the economy is totally better. As long as you ignore your bank account, your salary, the price of food, the lack of baby formula, the interest rates, inflation, etc. Other than that, everything's cool. Yep, the uh, the the jobs numbers is all you should look at and, and nothing else. Even though the jobs numbers, even if you want to be charitable about them, are simply regaining or recovering jobs that were lost by virtue of primarily government meddling for the last two years. Battle K says uh, the so-called universal background check is only a single generation away from a complete gun registry. Guns require no creativity. Um, like mixing Bastille Day with a trucker or with a tanker truck carry on. Yeah, that is the problem is there's no way to enforce these universal background checks without knowing what guns are in private hands and where. So it will create this sort of registry that we were hearing about in Canada as well. Let's see. Uh, Buy Bitcoin Daily says, absolutely love the show in both of your channels. Here is a, a, my dollar a month for the next year. By the way, Matt, all uh, the conservative content I watch uh Yours, your channel is what I show to lefties. Love you guys. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Um, not only your support for the channel, but for uh, your kind words about sharing with people who might be available to persuasion. That's, uh, of course, um, you know what I'm looking to do. I, I think that there are, <laughs> I wish Blonde were here to counter my points. But you know, if I didn't believe that people were persuadable and that that people can be convinced, as I was, say, six or so years ago, I wouldn't be doing what I do. And so that that's really a high compliment to me. And I, I appreciate it. So thank you for that. Uh, Patty leather says, uh, Egwan Radu O'Neill. I don't know this name. I just butchered it. Fought for Christ and mother church today, just as church was uh, born today and fights for all souls. The Holy fire descended and the Catholic church was born. Be Catholic 1646. I apologize for any butchery of that that I did, but uh, thank you for supporting the show. Hank Danger says, here's my contribution to keep this going. I think there can be uh, an online media network right of Breitbart and Blaze. Well, you know, um, if we're able to uh, build something sustainable here, there's no reason why we can't build our own little empire. And uh, that would be the dream. You know, it's like that would be another. Seriously speaking, it's another option for me is to try to take what I have and sell the rights to it to some other media company. I could go make a pitch to people who own big media companies and see if they want to buy or something. But man, I don't I I I love having ownership over what I do. And I love that you guys, the audience, uh, afford us the independence to do it. So uh, I, I really would hate to go make an appeal to somebody else and give them rights over the, over the content. Uh, and ideally we don't do that. We just build our own empire and deal with it that way. That sounds like the plan. So thank you for putting us on the path. Uh, Holden Mulray says, um, the Bible study yesterday was, was excellent. Robert did an amazing job. There are some Bible students with deep knowledge and great questions from you and other truth seekers. I benefited from it. Thank you. Well, thanks for uh, coming by Holden and thank you for supporting the show. Perhaps I will see you next week on Saturday and anybody else who's interested. James Adkins says Yellen sounds like an elderly Fauci in drag. <laughs> that sounds about right. Fauci is saying he's done in a couple of years, regardless of who's president. So maybe we can get him out even earlier than that. Jason takes says, love you guys. Happy birthday. Emmeline. Uh, appreciate, appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Mike David smoke show says, you know what they say in the military? It's not gay. If you're underway, it's just helping out a shipmate. <laughs> I guess the Marine Corps has learned that lesson. Perhaps 
Uh, Jay says the virus Joe was talking about is our economy. Oh, well, that makes sense. Although in the tweet, he did also say, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. But he gets confused about a lot of things. Fair. I'll grant you that point. Thank you, Jay. John says, never forget, Trump said that he likes taking the guns first and due process second. Four years of Dementia Joe was designed to get us to run back back to the uh, tiny hands Trump uh, with open arms and butts hoping he will save us from the quote unquote left. He did say that. And it was among uh, the 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 poorer moments of his presidency. I will uh, agree. Thank God they didn't ever make a move on that. But when you talk about support for red flag laws in general, um, of course, that a lot of moves have been made on the state front on that over the last X amount of years, including under uh, Trump's tenure. But uh, as we talk about federal backing for those in terms of funding, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about take the guns first, due process second, due process later. It's not how that's not how any of this works. So we don't want to go down that path. Uh, it's tempting to think, well, guns are dangerous. We uh, we we should we have to do that in the interest of urgency. Sure, but the the. The premise, or the the the, what's the? Word? It's that time of night where I can't even remember words. The uh, the precedent that we're setting is that this can be done with any number of your rights. If it's an emergency, we take them away and we figure out if we did it correctly or incorrectly later. It's not how it's supposed to work. Richard McLaughlin says regarding Leah Thomas, boys in so much pain that they enter into a delusion and are medically assisted in self harm, as in transition, doesn't get Americans shock crickets but ivy league princess getting second instead of first at a sporting event uh oh the horror i think uh yeah i think that's a that's a fair point and uh thank you for your support for the show i am not going to be niggardly that is to say that what's going on here in general with all of this transition stuff is of much more significant social value than the idea that uh, of a swimming race like an unjust swimming race and uh, i think i think that's a fair point i think that the the only counterpoint on leah thomas is just this is such a high profile way that it brings people's attention to uh to what is going on i guess more behind the scenes or in a less public way uh more commonly glow in the dark says the gay kk is good but i prefer gay stoppo also, that would explain inhumane experience uh, experiments on kids. Gay KK is hilarious. It's just hard to say. Gay Stapo is certainly easier to say. Thank you for that. Nicholas H says, how do you how do people feel about their money? Consumer sentiment a year ago was eighty five point five. It is now fifty eight point four. For reference, in 2008, it was fifty five point five. People feel as negative as they did in the worst month of the Great Recession. OK, I could believe that. I don't know exactly what those numbers mean. I'm guessing that 100 is a good score and zero is bad. Um, but if, if you're telling me just the bottom line conclusion that, um, that people feel about as negative today as they did at the, in the worst, uh, at the worst times of the recession in 2008, um, I would believe that certainly. And thank you for that. Daniel Jagger or Jagger says, uh, the ABC article mentions how Leah Thomas wants to go to law school, believe it or not. <laughs> That's the sort of, uh, grit I admire that we should adopt. Uh, that is true. I did see that. And uh, specifically to fight for trans rights issues. Future lawyer Leah Thomas. We'll see if that pans out. Thank you. JM says most women on the left, especially the athletes, want the right to end men in women's sports for them. They get what they want, but can publicly denounce the right. The right should stay out of it and make the women end it. That's an interesting point. I certainly think this is a culture ba- a, a culture war that is crucial to fight. But I suppose, is there another lesson in the culture war that could be taught by deciding who fights it and who's responsible to fight it? I, 
You make an interesting point there. I think there's uh, something to something to say for it. Knuckle Hunky Buck says, if they keep trying to involve kids in Pride Month, I say we make July become <laughs> Wrath Month. I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. But I, I don't think it's even going to be a choice if they keep going any further. You keep pushing this indoctrination of children as a parent. And I would I mean, I, this is clear to me even before being a parent. But when you start talking about indoctrinating kids this way, like you're telling me I have to submit to this uh, and or defend my kids from it. And I know they're not capturing kids, but we're always taking one more step. It's, it's never, this is enough. We're always taking one more step. And when we start, um, you know, you start saying that not only is this acceptable, but parents who reject this sort of thing, if that's what their kids want are committing some form of child abuse and so it should be subjected to certain forms of so-called justice by the state. We're not talking about, or we're, we're, we're not far away from that sort of, uh, state intrusion on the parent child relationship. And when you tell parents that they're going to be in trouble, if they try to stand up for their kids, you get a lot of uh, defensive scenarios, Susan. And we're not, we're not far away from that kind of stuff. Hillbilly deluxe says, I was going to talk about that dude from UP who is not masking his voice at all. Uh, Leah Thomas, but instead we're treated to Heather, the idiot. Why is she pretending to know anything at all about being a father, let alone paid to do it? I don't know how she got that gig, but uh, I suppose I should inquire. Maybe I could write it fatherly if this doesn't work out. Although I'm disqualified as a father. I don't think I'm allowed to write there. Glow in the dark says weirdo logic. If kids can use it, uh, if if kids get to use it, we should do it. Uh, BDSM advocate. Torture isn't so bad once you get used to it. Acceptance, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I think I think I understand what you're saying. Following the logic of these people is very difficult. Uh, Booteal? Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Just a friendly reminder that you have at least one uh, gay conservative fan. Degeneracy on Twitter, MSM, and drag shows is not most normal gay people. Also, Marvin Hemeyer is a, an American hero. Well, you know, it's I, I, I have a feeling that you're actually part of a, ma- a majority in that community. I don't think that the people are, um, that your typical gay person is on board with the sort of sexualization of children that we're watching. Uh, and I understand why it would be frustrating to lump, uh, to lump, to be lumped in with that sort of thing. I just, I would love to see some kind of gay advocacy organization. There are plenty that exist. Come out and say, this is wrong. We're calling for a stop to this. We don't support this at all. And we're going to help see an end to it. Maybe they exist. I don't know. Um, but I, I would love to see that happen. Maybe it will. Disturbed also says you'd appreciate this ping in high school. Uh, I saw two restaurants next to a card shop, one Chinese, one Chinese on Japanese, the Chinese shop owner's car had plates reading Guaylo, meaning devil eyes. Love you guys. Well, I'm sorry. Blonde's not here for that, but um, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for your support for the show and all the best. Knuckle hunky buck says, damn it, Matt. Uh, just stop watching movies at this point. Robocop is five out of five wikis knuckle i appreciate all that you do for the show in terms of support and in terms of wittiness in your chat we'll have to agree to disagree a five out of five i can't imagine i can't imagine it being a five but you're entitled to your taste glow in the dark says robocop 2 is a better example of corporate and political corruption murphy can't be a husband anymore he's in He's an animated corpse the only reason he can ever function as robocop is his sense of duty I suppose. I mean, maybe I'm misunderstanding the premises there. 
But but if other people are able to recognize him as the cop formerly known as Alex Murphy and just people he met like a day ago in the case of Lewis, uh, why wouldn't his family be able to recognize him? You know, I just I, th- I thought it was kind of silly that people who can only see like they only knew him for like a day and now they can only see his mouth basically in the RoboCop suit, but they recognize him as who he was. Even if he's been all but destroyed, I got to think his family would still be able to recognize him anyway. Uh, Mike A says, would you review cuties if it was chosen? That's a good question. I mean, we did have, I mean, very similarly, we had uh, Leon the professional chosen and I had no idea just how sexualized a child, a child Natalie Portman was in that movie until I actually watched it. And it's one of the few times, it's the only time that my wife and I considered just stopping watching it because it was so over the top ridiculous that we felt like we were participating in the, the degeneracy of that director. Man, if Cuties came up, which is similar, as far as I understand, that was the controversial one with Netflix. Uh, similar sexualization of, of children. Uh, there's a, you're right. There's a moral dilemma there. Are you willing to perpetuate this sort of thing simply as a form of quote unquote entertainment? Um, I guess I'd have to think about I'm, my my reaction is it probably should be excluded, I suppose. But I need a, I need a rule on that. I don't want to just go with like. I, I, I guess I suppose sexualization of children, sexual display of children might be a rule, but even that is sort of, it's, it's difficult to define um, other than like children doing sexual dances ought not to be included. Anyway, point, the point is taken that there are moral considerations here and perhaps we, uh, well, for now I'll say we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. If the, if, if cuties is nominated in the audience votes, I guess we'll have a dilemma on our hands. Spidge B says mindless violence uh, when when well cast is true entertainment. You've missed the point of Robocop. I mean, I laughed. I, I certainly laughed. It's just that's not to me. That's not the sort of uh, entertainment that's going to stick in my mind. And I'm going to think about later and I'm going to want to watch again. Um, it's funny for the moment, but I just it, to me, it's not high value, I suppose. Spidge says, why don't you do clips of these streams? Last time I asked, you suggested I not watch if I didn't like it. Pretty snarky, Matt. I don't think I said quite that unless I misunderstood but maybe maybe i misunderstood but there is a a clips channel uh it's actually linked in the description um and it's managed it's handled by uh a fellow listener of the show who does a great job and we appreciate his help uh but yes there is a clips channel not just on youtube rumble um odyssey uh bit shoot all the places you can find the video you can also find the clips there so thank you for your inquiry and thanks for supporting the show uh just about finished thank you guys who are still hanging out ryan Hass says hey i can't watch live but i really appreciate it if i could just hear matt say (laughs) the jews in a villainous tone love you guys uh and the stream can't wait to listen to the to the playback you know who you should talk to is our friend uh um uh batman who does the uh the movie review intro he could probably give you a better dramatic reading uh, than i could uh do i participate in this the jews all right fair enough i've sold my dignity irish nat i joined to watch late glad i still (laughs) glad i still got to hear my first super chat live matt i'm bummed that you that i missed the first bible study is it available to hear some more yes although i don't think robert has posted the uh posted the audio recording on his blog just yet but if you go to the blog later in the week Again, Bible study page linked on the homepage of my website. Look for Robert's blog. There will be audio posted in there so you can catch up later. It might take a couple days. I'm not sure what Robert's 
exact plan is, but certainly by this weekend, which is the next lesson Saturday, you should be able to find a recording of the original one catch. And that'll be true on a weekly basis. There'll be an audio recording of the lesson each week in case you miss it, or in case you missed a point, you want to revisit it. Audio will be provided. Uh, Long Dong John says, do you think the Depp V herd trial will kill me too? If so, uh, oh, well, that's what they get by throwing their hat into the, into that psycho herd. Uh, they've made their bed so they can go, <laughs> they can go shit in it. Yeah. I think, uh, I, will it kill the, the, the movement overall? Probably not, but will it at least be a point of argument for people who want to actually make these preposterous, believe all women claims. I hope so. I hope it's a data point that can be used later though. For the the most ridiculous ideologues, data points don't matter. Evidence does not matter. So perhaps I'm being too optimistic. Uh, Spidge says, I retract my earlier comments. These were the ones about, uh, or this was about the Clips channel. Well, I'm glad you were able to find it. So thank you for that. Knuckle Hunky Buck says, Matt, I noticed your shirt. Tread in peace, Marvin. Tread in peace. It is a Marvin honorary t-shirt. You're right. Uh, I had a difficult time choosing because I also wanted to wear my Suker and Sons Star Wars shop t-shirt. Maybe I'll save that for next week. I haven't uh, worn that in a little while. That's the guy who runs the Star Wars store in Washington who's in What is a Woman? And he had a, his clip with that transgender city council man. <laughs> uh, I think it was earlier in the year or maybe last year was hilarious. But his he also is one of the funniest interviews in What is a Woman? He does a great job in that. So, uh a shout out to uh, to the guy at the Suker and Son shop in Washington. In addition to tongue in cheek shout out to Marvin. You know, anytime like there's kind of these, anytime uh, the Killdozer is referenced and Marvin Hemeyer is referenced, I I always get at least a few messages that are like, I can't believe you would celebrate this criminal, this man. It's like, well, isn't that the point of what he did, being a a reasonable man pushed to do unreasonable things. Now, if you ask me as a matter of pure principle, was he justified in what he did? I would say no to the extent, certainly to the extent that he, he damaged the property of uninvolved people and put uninvolved people at risk. But the point that I think he represents, and again, this is not to say that Marvin Hemeyer did nothing wrong. The point that if you keep pushing honest people who are just trying to live their lives and build something, keep pushing them and taking from them and blocking them, Eventually, they throw their hands up and they decide that they've had enough and they demonstrate that they've had enough. That's kind of what he uh, represents. It doesn't mean that it's right. It just means that we should acknowledge that the more that we push and block and try to bully people through the mechanism of government nonsense, we can expect to have outcomes that are bad. Uh, and and that's really the lesson that, that Marvin represents. It doesn't mean that Marvin is a perfect person or that everyone should do what Marvin did. But there, it just means there are broad scale lessons to learn from that incident. Uh, Does it matter? Says, be advised when you're having a hard time sending super chats. It's a glowy op. It's time for your NPR uh, style pledge drive. Make it happen. Well, we are a glowy op around here. That's for sure. Or at least maybe Susan fed, is. Fed, 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 maybe that's, fed. Maybe that's what we need. Do we need like a whole bunch of uh, celebrities to do a sing along? Maybe that's how we keep it sustainable. Um, no, seriously speaking, I, I, and I want to be clear with everyone. One of the reasons I, well, I, I'm never going to quit doing this until I literally can't do it. And the reason I have faith that I won't quit doing this is because I, I have such faith in the audience. And I know, um, that you guys are going to keep us running 
uh, no matter the circumstances that are presented. And I, I'm so grateful for that. And that's one of the reasons I hate trying to go to the well, because I, I don't I don't want to abuse that. Your viewership is not taken for granted. There's nothing that says you have to come hang out with us every Sunday night or whenever you tune into the show. It's that you choose to do that. And and I don't want to pollute your enjoyment of that with constant shilling or something. I know that you guys are going to keep this afloat and that's, I, I hate, I hate me- mentioning it because you know, it just, I feel like it, it damages the product, but at the same time, I'm very confident that, that you guys will, will help us keep it operational. So you know, I'm very, I'm very humbled by the support for the show and, and I, I just appreciate it very much. I hope, I hope that's understood. Um, Bible study. Robert says the audio is posted. Now I hope to make a blog post for the second session in the next couple of days. Well, thank you for clarification, Mr. Robert. Well, I think I missed one here. So anybody looking for the audio can go find it again. Bible study page of my website linked on the homepage, mattchristensenmedia.com. You can find the audio of the first Bible study, which was last night. Let's see. Knuckle hunky buck says the day that cuties is not only nominated by a fan, but also selected by a majority of the viewers is the day that I close the tab and stop watching permanently. It'll never happen. Well, now you have uh, officially issued the challenge and you know how people in the audience respond to challenges. Okay. Mark, uh, lastly, Mark Whitley says here is, uh, some support for the best show on the net. Thank you, Matt and blonde and the chat. Well, thank you for keeping us operational. I very much appreciate it. Um, as I, uh, as I, as I have repeated many times tonight, but I, you know, I still will keep repeating to make sure the point is understood. Let's see. Yeah. We're all clear on a tippy stream as well. So we are all set to get out of here. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for, um, understanding blonde uh blonde's departure to go celebrate uh her daughter's birthday happy birthday to emmeline and uh more than anything thank you guys for being so so reliable in your listening to the show and for supporting the show i'm confident we will survive the best economy ever as joe biden puts it um on behalf of my family and on behalf of the show thank you for everything you do for it and of course if you're listening later uh, or of course, if you're listening and you're looking for more material to listen to, you can find that through the audio platforms, uh, linked in the description and over on the website. It's mattchristensenmedia.com. Speaking of anything show related, head on over to the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Cause if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me. The press it is the Matt and blonde show. Thank you guys very seriously. Have a great night. <laughs>